0: Since 1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave neon wave is an internationally local shop a concierge to the modern nomad they bring together carefully chosen surf fashion art and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best technicality creativity and sustainability their team is born from nature raised by the wave and nurtured by the culture they support this is neon wave we look forward to moving forward check them out at at earthpack.com. Just live. We believe a life is meant to be lived to its fullest potential. In order to do that, you need to feel at your best, both physically and mentally. We founded this community to share what we found as professional athletes that can help people of all walks of life. So, you can go out and do exactly what you're supposed to do. Just live. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Wow.
1: Kind of quiet over there.
0: That's pretty good. <laughs> dude, you gotta, you gotta it up, bro. Here, dude. let me do that. Come on.
1: Our guest this week is a surfer, drummer, designer, and entrepreneur. is talented and creative. He's one talented and creative dude. He spent 14 years at Hurley as global design director. Holy smokes. During those years, he was also a rock star drummer in the band Japanese Motors. 2020, he and his cousin started a company. Where we're at right now, Ola Canvas, which makes timeless surf bags cut from dead stock of military spec canvas. The brand continues, as you can see, to push the concepts forward, rooted in surfing with a developed full range of apparel, bags, accessories, and specialty collaborations. We are pumped to hear all about surfing, music design, and building a company. We welcome (laughs) Andrew. Dad. Yeah. Goodson. You. Yeah.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for God having dude. me. Stoked. Dude. So I was I was I wasn't expecting this, but so, I'm so super can, hyped yeah. to be here. Well,
1: we're pumped, and, and we like to talk about nick, nicknames. And, and yeah. your, you said yours was
2: Dad. It's Dad today. It's Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be running the ball. With yeah, them? yeah, yeah. We can Perfect. adjust that down the road. Next interview. First Part off, two.
0: Happy New Year. Congrats on Ola Canvas, and dude, um, we, we like to celebrate people that come from our industry, that come from our culture, and, uh, what you and Eric Sheehan have, you know, done is another example of the great American dream, Yeah, right definitely. But, um, uh, before we get into that, let's start at the beginning, Dad. Mm. Would you, uh or grow up, up and how did you find surfing
2: wow um so i i, I grew up in lakewood california lakewood lakewood drain the lake and burn the wood but, <laughs> yeah lakewood so it's it's like literally if you walked across the street it's long beach we lived in lakewood and grew up in a pretty Amazing family. My dad was definitely an entrepreneur himself. He 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 actually had a lot of things handed to him that he walked away from and went his own path. And um, we're he, his whole his whole line was LA based, and um, just growing so growing up in Lakewood was an interesting thing because it's inland. It's not cool. Um, at that time like if you're from Lakewood and you're surfing like you're just automatically mocked or you you just get picked on like you're it's that was considered inland and it's Long Beach too and so hey, Don't
0: talk shit about don't talk shit about Long Beach that's where I'm from well, a lake was probably I love it. A little I'm, cooler than Long Beach.
2: I don't know. I don't know. About that. <laughs> a little bit closer to the beach. Too. Like right now, I'd just be like, "Yeah, I grew up in Long Beach," because <laughs> all the hipsters move there. <laughs> like everyone's like, "Oh, sweet, we're killing it." So we live um, in Long Beach.
0: Can I ask what you're, you were talking about? Your dad. What What was handed to him, and what was the path that he took?
2: Uh, he. So, to go before that, his his dad was. The owner and operator of a bus company in Los Angeles wow. called Safeway Lines, and it was Atco before that, and then it became became Laidlaw, and then that became like Mayflower, I think. Well, so, okay. so, so it's a huge like charter bus company, and back then, like that's that's how like just growing up in the L.A. area, like it's like we don't have infrastructure, like you can't take the subway, you can't do this, but. So what they did was they took football teams and, and also obviously like charters wherever you're, you're going. Yeah. So my, my grandpa started that whole thing and my dad was obviously his successor and he crushed it. He, he was a part of the company for a long time. And um, my grandpa, super successful. He retired in, in PV and had a rep, like dream house orchard. He had a train in the backyard that all the grandkids could like chug around on. Like yeah. it was that, it was that big. Like, and, yeah, beautiful too. Yeah. It's, it was amazing. Like it's, it's, it's its own garden of Eden. Pretty much like, yeah. like it's once you get off the freeway, you're like, I'm so far from the freeway. Yeah. It's kind of like Huntington. You yeah. Know? It's <laughs> only a little yeah. So anyway, so anyways, yeah, my dad, my dad, um, worked within that company, learned like all the ins and outs, whatever. My grandfather passed away. Um, I think it was 80, 88, something like that. And, and my dad was already pursuing ministry, which, which is, um, working within the church. And at some point in time in his life, in his decision, he's, he's just like, you know what? this is what I'm pursuing. I'm going to step away from this and I'm going this way. And I think as an entrepreneur, like seeing somebody that does something like that where you can have like an entire empire handed to you or have something that makes you very comfortable, that that makes you like so fulfilled financially or materially and just walk away from it and go like, I'm going to go down this route and to be completely frank like we all hated it like me and my brother and sister were just like what are you doing like yeah it's like like why, Did he, why? He sell it or no he just he, he walked away from it like my it eventually got sold and divvied up there's there's a lot of drama and trauma that goes with that yeah other, and, other and, yeah, yeah and they're but like in that, in, but... in in stepmoms like oh. stuff like that um, so but the
0: fortune kind of got well built. It, it got mean. yeah. I got
2: divvied out and and not so much like a thing where we're like oh heck yeah we're we're all
0: rich yeah
2: and so that never happened which was also like a big lesson to me like so so as a young kid my my dad I had to come to terms with it my dad's a pastor and which is super rad yeah it's super cool. And but sometimes it's very difficult, yeah. you know. Like so, financially, so financially for sure. This would be this is before mega churches, <laughs> like, yeah. um, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna. So so with within that like, just with growing up that way and being like not as I don't know like fluid cash with you have tons of friends, you want to do this, you want to go. Do this? You want? You want, You want to go surf? You want to go snowboarding? You want to? Yeah, you want to be a skater? And like, and like? Oh, a skateboard costs seventy-eight dollars, but that's just the truck and decks. Like, you know, like, well, the grip tapes Another seven 10, bucks. Yeah, yeah or ten. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, and then yeah, and everything just adds up. And they like,
1: so this helped push your your fuel. To that was money that was day. my
2: fuel to like. I'm like, okay, it's not like I'm not going to be getting. Paychecks for my dad. I'm not going to be getting how old hands. Were
0: you when he transitioned being a
2: pastor? Uh, dude, I was super young. Okay. Like, I don't know, like five maybe. Okay. Like, yep. but he, yeah. So you but, I, but I still remember like going to the old bus yard when the alarm went off and my dad's just like, stay in the car. And it was in, it was in South Central. South like Central South super South sketchy. South. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, stay in the car. Like lights going off, like burglar alarm and
0: So it's like a big bus yard. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. So how many but, how many buses did they have?
2: Um hundreds. Wow. Like yeah. It's is it so a multi 1000000 dollar yeah. business. Like yeah, it's bigger than the like this entire lot. Yeah. Plus plus like you have I think if a bus yard has like a mechanic like area where it's underground it was, like yeah, is that yeah, plus, is that one? <laughs> yeah. So, like like it was pretty big like yeah. we never got too into it my dad passed away a year and a half ago so like i didn't get all the details that me and my brother and sister wanted but anyway so um la like was that was your your deal get in
1: so show. yeah so
2: i also all i want to do is like i want to i want to be a part of of this and like Way back in the day, the elementary school across the street from us in Lakewood, a bunch of at that time professional skaters, like street skaters came in, and they were just blowing our minds like, like was it a demo or just steam? no, they were just skating like yeah. back then it was like pretty punk like you just you 'd find a school you 'd find um a rail like you find well, find yeah. whatever and like and you'd skate it and like skate Who it well skater, do you remember? the only person i can remember off the top of my head i was trying to rack my brain on this but it was like matt hensley which Whoa. like was like he was he was one of the guys and then um i think ray barbie was there too like i i think yeah. like don't i guess can't I, I, I can't yeah i can't <laughs> don't quote me on that i guess for are on yeah. the microphone but um yeah i don't know if templeton was there or not but there, it was like a full crew these guys were super cool like and we'd always skate this it was just like a two-step ledge and then it had like a drain and do whatever and like yeah. but like after like us growing up trying to skate we see these guys and like oh my gosh like, those are life-changing
0: uh experiences you know like when it's you a trip see, when you see when somebody you see it live like yeah. that versus no. like
1: at a video or magazine prints. Like yeah. when you see it live, it's like
0: holy crap. And yeah. When you like, and they're cool. Yeah. Like if they're cool to you, and, and you're you're watching these, you know, athletic geniuses. No. And they're cool to you. That makes you even more inspired to fucking want to be a like them. Like him. Yeah. So, her. skateboarding yeah. was your first like bug.
2: That was kind. Of, yeah, I think that was the. Uh, the gateway bug to to the industry a little bit yeah but um
0: what, what uh, do you remember your first skateboard
2: uh it was a lester Kasai. Yeah, I yeah. sims <laughs> yeah, yeah it was okay. a sims board <laughs> yeah it was huge like and all my friends like at that point like had the narrower boards. Yeah. <laughs> and, like Top i school. get this like 80s board yeah and and like had wide trucks and like bigger wheels and then like i'm like cool i'm a skater now and all all my f- like friends like 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 have like yeah. an equally balanced deck like, like the
0: no, like yeah 90s style yeah, like yeah. Small but 90s. I had
2: the 80s I had the like the yeah. 80s like pretty much like pool so board
0: did, did <laughs> that, you notice oh, sorry Lard yeah. did you notice a financial shift um because of that transition like did you you know kind of consciously or or you know what I mean? Like, were you getting whatever you wanted before when your dad was running the business, and then afterwards you're like, "Holy shit, we can't afford anything anymore." Did you? Did yeah, that you was
2: rat- very that was very apparent in my yeah. in like kind of my whole upbringing, and it was it was never like like I knew if I actually like needed money or needed something, I could ask my dad. But yeah. like, but it wasn't like um, you felt
0: the riches to rags kind of reacted.
2: yeah. But like for me I'm like it just like early on I'm like I had to make the make the decision where it's like, you know what, if I wanna do things I wanna do, if I want to have the things I wanna have, like I can't rely on my parents yeah. to, to just divvy that out to me. That's yeah.
0: kind of a great way. Well, it to sucks learn. at the
1: time, but it's a good life lesson. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. to learn earlier than later. No, it sucks yeah. at the time. It sucks at the time, you know? <laughs> Because you have to work, your friends are probably getting handed stuff, or, or they're getting stuff new, and yeah. you're like, dude, I got yeah, I got I had a paper route, yeah, you know? yeah. I, I, uh, like thir- 12, 13, and know?
2: the and the shift to that too, it's like, like we were always, for the most part, in private school, and our private school was here in Costa Mesa, Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, so all my, like, Good friends, all the all the people I went to school with, like friends or not friends, were very affluent. Yeah, and and like I wasn't like we carpooled like from Long Beach with the, <laughs> this is going to be great so like we had a couple families we carpooled with one of them their last name was the Stoners the other one their last name was the Hookers <laughs> what? like the Hookers Stoners and Hookers the Stoners and the Hookers yeah <laughs> and we had we had a bunch of others but those were the two that just like stand out and I'm like, yeah, like when, I'm like wouldn't you change your name at this point like <laughs>
0: And, and, i was i was thinking that's a fucking cool last name well yeah yeah <laughs> hooker? there's
2: there's yeah. there's more that'll probably come up later but um but the raddest part was like we'd be on the 405 freeway in the back of one of those like big cattle like or not cattle like no the it was the chevys i don't know but they had it was like it was um i don't remember what they're called right now um it's not the hatchback, station wagon. Station. Yeah. Yeah. So like three in the front, four in the middle and four in the back. Yeah. And big ass. Yeah. And, and like, I, rem- I remember we're, we're in the suicide seats, what is what they call them. The, the ones that face each other. Hatchback. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, we're and we're just, yeah, we're just in, we're just in the car and like in the carpool lane, like just, just like inches away from accidents every day, listening to Dr. James Dobson and like weird, weird stuff on the radio. Then we <laughs> get, get to school and so, like, my reality at that point was just like, oh, I'm doing this, doing that, and I'm like, that's why I wanted to get into something. I'm like, I want to, I want to surf, I want to skate, I want to, I want to have an identity in in something that is to my at, at my point in time in life that's tangible. Like, yeah. Like, so there,
1: there's probably no surfers at your like, like your, your neighborhood. Not in my neighborhood, and but and but at Calvert,
2: yeah, ton, yeah. Town, town, that's, so that's, that's, that's that's how I, that's in, I met your, yeah.
1: Your Eventually
2: became your. Yeah, so like yeah. that's how I met Ryan Hurley, like who I worked with for a long time. He was a good friend of mine. So you met him way back then? Technically, yeah. Yeah. We didn't like, we weren't friends. Yeah. But we, Knew like that's, yeah, yeah, that's, but like, so with, with me going into this like school of really privileged people, like, yeah. and you feel unprivileged and you, you want to kind of, like, grasp onto things. You want to grasp onto, like... It's like, okay, I'm not a jock. Like, I can't I can't play basketball. Like, yeah. like I don't want to do this. I don't... Like, I'm a terrible runner. I have asthma. <laughs> like, um, and then, like, the surfing thing was also still an, an anomaly to me at the time because I just wasn't there. Like, I I, I didn't have the skill set. I, I didn't have the access. I didn't... Um, so I, want, I wanted to belong to that, yeah. but but I didn't. And my brother Dan Atkinson, like he he was able to like uh, get into get into that a little bit sooner, deeper and sooner. He's older. older. He's, he's older. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so for me, like it took it took me longer to crack into the surf like the surf community. But within that, like I like my whole thing was like identity crisis. So I got into music and that's that's what my identity was at the time and then how old uh probably like sixth grade sixth seventh grade like we're like we're so just like you flip that's where you flip the switch and you're like okay years old. like i'm i'm putting
1: 12. like junior high yeah, yeah like, that's like junior yeah, high yeah it's like 11 12 i think it's like no. your sixth grade yeah where, where are you like going to worship at church or you know like hearing music or was it just radio
2: like what like no so well that's that's when i just i think it was close probably like the actual like going into like where it encompassed me was like eighth grade going to ninth grade and that's when like you start dressing different yeah like you 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 gotta you gotta have the studded belt you gotta you like yeah
0: it's like your identity is developing and you're kind of like are you talking like punk rock music and yeah i was like
2: punk yeah it was punk yeah like um even just
0: what 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 bands were you well yeah just
2: even going back to your like one of your guys last um podcast like no effects was like a huge one yeah my parents hated that (laughs) like that was the worst thing like so it was like, like at that time, it was probably like NoFX, Lagwagon, unwritten law, like, like all the surf the bands that, that came from, music. like our famous,
1: yeah.
2: surf video producer, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, TSOL too, like, but it was all is a lot of it was just like that new, I don't know, genre of punk, which isn't, quote unquote, punk, yeah. but but it was rad because the reason I got into it, it was faster. It was new, and, and that's what like, made, made me feel different. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can... What and it inst- wasn't on the radio. That was the- <laughs> What instrument
0: were you into learning and playing?
2: At that time, I think I was already playing the drums. I started playing the drums when I think I was in sixth grade, and I learned how to play drums at church. Some random dudes, just like, like stop banging on the drums. Like I'll teach you a beat, and it was just like, it was it was so simple to me now, but like back then it was just like mind yeah. mind boggling. Like, yeah, the like my, my foot's doing this, my yeah. hands doing this, the other hand's doing this. Yeah, hey,
1: rhythm. You, you taught your rhythm. Like, yeah, you know, like, it is
2: one beat. Like, so it yeah. started with one beat. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four, one, two, yeah. yeah, and it, it and it changed. That changed my life. And that's, that also, like, so music was kind of like, I don't know, like, the catalyst to all of it. Like, it was the catalyst that made art workout, um, surfing, skating, like, all of it. Like, it, it was the thing that, like, put it all together. And, and at that time in, like, I, I know you guys can testify to it, but during that time in history, like there was genres there was identity within music right yeah like probably. yeah <laughs> like subcultures. You, yeah so it was the subcultures yeah and if you're like listening if you're like a, a rap guy or you're this guy like it was it was just a total different yeah. like socials like yeah as a as social a skater, structure yeah, as, yeah it was the way you dressed and, and the
0: type of music you listen to is the type of dress and skater that you kind of emulated yeah yeah. Hash, Identify hash. It. yeah yeah
2: for sure emo yeah, yeah. <laughs> that came like f- five eight years later but yeah. so <laughs> you're
1: you're going to school you're living in lakewood it's you know two different worlds yeah like what do you who are you hanging out with on the weekends like because you're back you know like, yeah. what, how are you getting down the beach or when did you start surfing
2: so yeah w- to answer that question at that time I wasn't really going to the beach because i I didn't have access like and i couldn't hang out with my friends at the private school but i had my neighborhood friends which like i still talk to them like i don't talk to any of my private school friends but we did like the craziest stuff that you can dream up like literally like and got into surfing through my brother because he was on the surf team at Calvary and blah blah blah. But at the same time, like I didn't have access, so I'm like, my dad's not taking me to go surfing, my mom's not taking me to go surfing, my brother wasn't driving at the time, and so it was he it was, was, it was
0: his, he was getting his way out there.
2: Yeah, he was like he he was super involved, so he got he got a lot of privilege within that community at the school we were going to, but. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just trying to find myself at the time. (laughs) Like,
3: I I, I still,
2: yeah. And like, I couldn't, like I was two years younger. And like back then, like that, that gap is, it's huge. Like it probably still is like, um, so yeah. So anyways, like,
3: um,
1: (laughs) but you're you're hanging out at home, you know, on the weekends with your, your Lakewood Uh, crew. Were any of those guys surfing or going to the beach?
2: Some of them were they were spongers, like spongers? yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we all started off sponged, yeah. anyways. Yeah, so that's so with within that group, like
1: straight down twenty two to Seal or Huntington. Yeah,
2: straight down um, down the river with um, San Ga- San Gabriel River. Yeah, to Seal is only like three miles, but yeah. it felt felt like thousand. Bro,
0: you're talking the, the same language as I did because you know I grew up in Long Beach. But North Long Beach. Yeah. And my shit was, I talk about it, it's two and a half hour, almost <laughs> three hour bike ride yeah. from my house to What was your cross streets? Uh, you know where Artesia is? Yeah. And, and South yeah. Street? Yeah. We're in the middle of that off of Cherry.
2: Yeah. Okay. So. So my dad's church was off of um, South and Atlantic. Okay. Yeah. So I know the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty well.
0: But imagine, yeah, that's a trek, yeah.
2: It, it then you're trek. on the LA River, like, <laughs> dude, we loved it though. It was yeah. freaking amazing. It's like, an adventure, it's an Summertime, adventure, yeah. Like,
0: we'd wake up as you know at the crack of dawn and just just boom. mow it, yeah, go. No, yeah. no bike racks, you'd hold your fucking
1: bike. oh, yeah, there oh, was yeah. no yeah. bike racks, yeah, you, yeah. You duct tape a towel like around the
0: handlebars so you get <laughs> in without it, yeah. up yeah, <laughs> so uh boogie boarding and then when do you, how did you finally get a board and get into surfing
2: um so my first board was from gold coast surfing sport which is yeah. in long beach DeGrazio? or was chris de grazia yeah. yeah so chris de grazia right. was my first um surf boss i got into plumbing before that we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> wait you got into plumbing my, well yeah my first job because i was like i was trying to figure it out like i'm like i need money like i was 15. And so I started working in a plumbing yard, like off of Paramount and South Street.
0: That's not a typical like fifteen year old job. Yeah, (laughs) that's like. But I worked my butt off. Yeah. What was plumbing? Why plumbing?
2: Because it like it was an opportunity, and I wanted to make money.
0: Like who told you about it? How'd you? Uh someone
2: from the church probably. (laughs) Like
0: literally. Like this job pays.
2: Yeah. So so so, yeah. So anyways, like I got from that like making pretty pretty decent money for my, really good money for my age, like really good money into yes. like, um, my brother worked at Gold Coast um, before me. And so like I got an introduction and like, we don't hire 16 year olds. So I'm 16 at this point, like, um, like I'll do you good. And like, and I worked, I worked my butt off there. Like it was probably the most un- uncomfortable work environment I still have. Yeah. S- at Gold Coast Surfing Sport. Okay. So this one was in Lakewood, and then he had one in Long Beach, and he had one. In Huntington, I don't know if you ever had one in Huntington, but
0: yeah, I think so. Off of like Springdale,
2: maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So yeah, so anyways, like I've at 16 years old, I was like hustling super hard for this guy, and and it came to the point where I'm like, I'm like people are stealing from you. Sorry, people are stealing from you. <laughs> yeah. And like so I like started like like just seeing like everything that was going on. Like I grew up in the church, so I'm like I'm like and I didn't want to be a rat, but I'm like people are stealing from you I'm not gonna tell you who or how, whatever. And But it's happening, it's, it's it happening. There's, there's it was, no it was, it was, in, it was right? not really, yeah. So then it finally came to the point where like I was I was working on the one and I think it was technically Long Beach, it was off Woodruff and Lost Coyotes and a, a bunch of kids came in and they're doing this shoe scam, like s- stealing a bunch of shoes. Like, but they, it was super clever, but I already like figured out their game. And so I call Chris DeGrazia and he's like, lock them in the store and call the cops. I'm like,
3: uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> like, I'm 16 years yeah. old. And
2: I have, a, I have a bunch of like kids from Long Beach in, in the store that are like, that could kick my butt like you know like and yeah anyway so that was like you don't hire 16
1: year olds you need somebody a little bit more intimidating right yeah
2: (laughs) i was still carrying a gun but just i'm just (laughs) kidding (laughs) so
1: so what what what, what happened you you didn't i
2: I, I locked the door they panicked and um i i told them i was calling the cops and then five minutes later i'm like get out of here like don't ever come back here again. Like, this is grace. <laughs> wow. And it, like, and it but it worked. Yeah, it worked. They never came back, but it's still like I was about to piss my pants. Like, yeah. I was scared. That's I was a scared heavy kid. Like, yeah.
0: Task for a kid at sixteen years old. Yeah. To
2: That's also not supposed to happen when you're a kid. But no, like, the shop had one employee, it was me. So. But
0: you were like, pretty, you know. Right, righteous in doing it, but also crazy for doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because who knows what these, you know, what it could have turned into.
2: No, I could like that. Obviously, that was going through my mind. Yeah, could have gone bad. Yeah, and like on kids, I think it was three. Yeah, like at at least like yeah, like it's. Did you get
0: rewarded? No. Like, Chris Degrazio didn't award you with
2: something. He told me I did. I did a good job.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was a, your job.
1: No, yeah. no. Hey, fucking. He's get, to be honest. Board off the racks, no,
2: right? no. But he's like, he's like, he was like an icon in my life that like actually showed showed me like certain things about business, certain other things about business. Yeah. But like, he was actually a pretty cool dude. Like, yeah. And the second I could get out of there was, I was stoked. And so my next <laughs> job was. So I went from there, like, and it's also, like, kind of funny because following my brother's footsteps, he went... So this, our, a friend of ours, Joel Conercial, his, yeah. his father, Joe, was part of Hurley back in the day. Um, and...
0: Billabong, too.
2: And Billabong, yeah. Yeah, yeah Joe, Joe's, Joe's rad. And, and Joel's rad, too. So Joel worked with this, this guy from Hawaii named John Carper jc Bah, and oh. yeah, <laughs> and that yeah, that was just that was my next introduction to the surf industry. Okay. <laughs> so seventeen, or yeah, I was probably ex- I had to be seventeen.
0: But before so, we go into that, what where... was your first surfboard? What, what did you get? Oh, it was
2: one off the rack from Gold Coast, like, and I picked the one with like all the lambs on it. Like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. or new? You it was used. Record? Oh, used. You know, like, yeah, used, used, used. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, what, uh, I think it was like 75 bucks. Like, what brand or what? I dude, I don't remember what it was.
0: What
2: logos? They, like, to be honest, I like, actually tried to rack my mind before this. Mango, this, No, no it wasn't you know? even like stuff like is recognizable to, like to, nowadays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like the thing was, the thing sucked. Like it was so thin. And I don't know, just, you know, I was like trying to become a surfer. Like that was my first board. And then and the other, one you? of the other ones were, was, huh?
0: How were you surfing? Were you pretty good? Did you?
2: No, not at that, no, not at that point. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying I'm good now, but like.
0: Where, what, what spots were you going to?
2: Sunset Beach, Anderson Street. Anderson <laughs> yeah. Street? That's like, that was our accessibility. Seal Beach was the closest thing, but, you know, Seal. Yeah. Um, we,
0: we've talked about this in the past, like Lakewood, Long Beach fucking everywhere all the little inland empires ross moore yeah yeah Los like, alamitos that sunset beach was anderson street was the fucking go-to spot that was the, yeah that was the, for all the,
2: that South was was the beacon yeah. yeah
1: yeah i mean that's typical up and down the coast like you know the fountain valley you know those yeah. guys are going down you know mags or burkhurst yeah going you know to the river jays ours was
0: yeah. anderson street it was amazing
2: yeah did you go yeah. to wilson I went to Jordan, bro. Oh, Jordan. Oh, see. Oh, see. Yeah, that's that's right. Up, Jordan, the, up the street yeah. from yeah, my my dad's ministry.
0: Yeah, I'm in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. I know someone lives was earlier. So, JC <laughs> Hawaii was your next
2: next step that step. next step, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can make more money, and I'm and I'm and I'm, gonna, and I'm like in like the hands on like I'm I'm gonna learn how to shape boards. I'm gonna learn how to
1: wow, you're that into it. it.
2: Glass board Oh yeah, because like my like, just to step back a little bit. My dad was a carpenter. Like he built everything. He taught taught me like so much stuff about working with my hands, and that was that was my skill set at the time. Like, and
1: hence the plumbing job. And you know, yeah, it yeah, no, like, like I, using hands and figuring, no. yeah, figure, figure, figuring
2: out. Yeah, figure figure figuring it. Yeah, I do electrical on the side. I'll give you my number later. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the um, like just. The hand, the hands-on doing, um,
3: yeah,
2: doing stuff like learning how to glass boards, hot coat them, like seeing how the shaper worked, the sander, like everything. In, and back then, it was like all the boards were airbrushed, and like, but it like it was like such an art form. Like, like you'd go through ten rolls of tape. Doing one board, yeah. and I'm just like the waste is I mean, you
1: crazy. Follow, you followed Dennis Jarvis on like his air sprays and oh, oh yeah, like so ten rolls of duct yeah. Uh, yeah masking tape. Yeah, masking So
0: who? Uh, Joel commercial
2: got my brother into it. Got your brother, into it. I think. It. Yeah, and then and then Dan got they me. Needed more help. Yeah, and you said. So I came in. Yeah, what to, were you? I was pack. Came, I was to, packing boards packing at the time. Board, okay. Yeah, so packing boards. um, just learn, yeah. Learn the whole thing, and just watching, learning um, down the road. I started like cleaning the floors, and you know, like it was all just like, like if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. Like it was, it was just like always doing something, yeah. and it was the most brutal environment, like from a health standpoint. Like yeah,
1: bad, and, and how much just waste, not wasteful, but how dirty and how much stuff. Uh, like a factory, house. Yeah. you know, from no, foam dust to tape to paints to
0: resin. I mean, everything's a. It's but so, it's so nice. With, with all that said, how psyched were you that you were like deep in the industry? I was Learning so psyched. One of the most respected.
2: Yeah. Shapers. And at of, that time, that was when like Peter Mel was like the right, big the, the big wave. Yeah. yeah, and Dorian was on the top of his game. Yeah. Like and like all all the Taylor Steel stuff was just like pump, was pumping. Yeah. Team yeah. I think so. Yeah, there, there's it was it was rad. It was, it was super cool to like feel like I'm a part of this intricate part of the surf industry. But how you su- getting to work?
0: Do you have your own car? Yeah, it was,
2: like I was I got I got, I got I got my it was a '84 Nissan Sentra hatchback. Eww. stick shift. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so sick. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, no, it was rad. Like, and I I put the biggest subwoofers in there, and just like <laughs> like just and I got I got. I had the amp and like, just like the CD rack.
1: That's all that matters. The car got A to B, but you had a sick sound system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before. Oh yeah.
2: It was just like, and I'd just be playing like Good Riddance and No Fax, Lagwagon, like all the <laughs> all the like the surf funk bands at the time, like and but like having a car and a license when you're 16 years old was yeah dynamite. The
0: world so, is yours.
2: Yeah. So like I was able. That's why I was able to get a job, and that's why I was able to go. And get another job. And that's why. Yeah, it
1: gave I, you an opportunity. And yeah, accessibility. that was go. the
2: access I needed. I'm like, okay, if I want access, I gotta do it myself. I gotta actually learn, listen, like figure it out. Get my license. Did buy a car. The, it was those, 500 bucks, by the way. Did
0: that JC factory? You job? bought a car for 500?
2: 500 bucks. Yeah. Sick. Yeah.
0: From from who? I, a
2: little, a, little a, from a city a city a city worker. That's crazy. And then I learned how to like. On that car, I learned how to replace everything. <laughs> cause Cause it fell it apart. To, yeah. yeah. Did, like,
1: did that factory job get you in with the the crew? The, the you know the Calvary Surfer crew? Did that? Did no. Like that
2: at thing? that point, like I left out a little part. So when I when my brother graduated, he he left Calvary, and I made the decision to go to public school. So I went to Lakewood High School, and that was a huge change because I didn't have. At that point, I was. I was into music, I dressed differently, and I didn't really fit in. I didn't really have any good friends at Calvary. So so I went to Lakewood High School. I'm like, oh, I'll be in the drumline, do all this stuff. And it was like the biggest shocker of my life because I went from like an all-Caucasian school to to a very multicultural school. And I had like four friends that were like within my echelon of what I did and who I identified with. Cause back then it was a little different. Like, it was like being in prison. <laughs> like there was it, was, it was, it was like, you go on, you go through metal detectors, there's cops there. Like, Whoa, and yeah it, was, like that. yeah, it was, Yeah, it was not it had a lot of shootings there previously before I went there. And um, I'm just like, this is cool because I'm with my friends I grew up with, but it's lame because it's like I I feel dumb yeah like so like yeah anyways that was that was a little sidestep on on all that so back to back to JC like so that was that was why I didn't hang out with like or identify with people from Calvary on the surf team or something so but but now I'm able to get boards I'm able to like spray paint boards I'm able to do whatever and
0: you
2: start surfing Newport too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah as best I could. Yeah. But yeah, I actually moved to Newport at that time. I moved in with Josh Hoyer. Nice. <laughs> what? Yeah.
1: How did you guys meet
2: make- Through JC. Yeah. He was he was looking for a new sponsor. I think he was with Pesh before that. And um he came in and we we're actually still good friends. Um but we lived together on 28th Street, like pretty much like five five doors down from the coast and wow. we, we paid nothing for the place like it was,
0: How old were you then?
2: I had to I had to I had to be like 20, 20 to twenty one at that point.
0: So what what was your stint at JC? Like oh. worth a year or two?
2: No, I was it was a long time. So dude there's a lot of gaps to fill in. So um so I started working there I think I was eighteen and then by the time I was like I think nineteen or twenty that's when I went really went to go find myself and I took a hiatus from j c and I moved to Hawaii and started traveling for almost a year year, Just year surf two sir Sur- yeah, yeah. sir like um I got a qu- like a full quiver from John like um all the same airbrush like I thought it was like the coolest kid, but like still, still didn't rip or <laughs> was terrible yeah. like and. Well, I keep-
1: spraying and seeing all these boards go to Hawaii quivers of like the same cuz that's what a pro surfer Yeah, would that's do. Would no that was a, a, that's yeah, yeah I am just so like I'm like, oh, this You're is... like that's what you do. You order yeah. a couple short boards, a couple step ups. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Ceiling. Yeah.
2: Now it's like you can actually ride like one or two boards and be fine, but So but back the,
0: what, how did you finance this move and travel?
2: Back then everything was cheap. Like I I saved I saved up money, but at the same
1: feed that was probably really cheap to
2: feed you know like dude i like i think so after after i was in hawaii i was living in Pai, like um like flew like almost like a round the world ticket and it was like 700 bucks like and we went from you know everybody's went from maui to japan japan to bangkok and then Dempensar and we were in Indonesia for two months, like the full 72 day visa, like the longest we could go. And, and we went and did it like living $2 a day, Beautiful. $2. And fortunately for, for me at the, at that point in time in this story, like like, don't change all your money for this part of the trip. And I'm like, I'm like, why? Like, Oh, the like money values change. I'm like, so like I changed like a hundred bucks, and the rupee went from um, seventeen thousand to six thousand the day later. Oh, wow. So I was like rich, like yeah. so I had like ten times more money than everybody. And like they didn't change the menu prices. Like this is like pre the Bali bombing. This is pre nine eleven. This is yeah. so. So
0: this is like late nineties.
2: No, this is like early like two thousand. Okay. Yeah, this is like two thousand. Um, and that so that, this is like my second in, um, intro into like surf travel that's what this is when I'm like I'm a surfer I have my quiver I'm and I'm going I'm living in Hawaii I'm going to Indonesia and, and the bucket list yeah I mean you're no literally yeah
1: you know where everybody travels you see so, all yeah. the videos
0: you off. moved to Hawaii first and then yeah. you went around the world and
2: then we yeah me and some guys we traveled
0: and when you moved to Hawaii you were on Maui yeah that's where you lived yeah and how long did you
2: live on on Maui? Um, I think at that point it was like eight months or something, yeah. and then we were what 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 paille. okay, or, or, right near Jaws, like yeah. Turtle like Cove or whatever it's called, like.
0: And what were you doing for work, JC?
2: No, I was I saved up money. Like I was I was actually studying the sure. Bi- I was studying the Bible at the time. Wow. Yeah.
0: So you were on like. A, mission
2: a sabbatical I was I was trying to find myself like I started the conversation with yeah hmm. yeah I saved up money trying to find myself. parents s- were cool with it like oh yeah if I'm saying the bible they're super cool with it yeah yeah
0: was that a front? or were no you I that? no like it was
2: like it was like a uh kind of a mission type yeah. of thing. it yeah. wasn't like not mormon or anything. like it was like like this an opportunity I'm like cool it's gonna help me grow it's gonna help me do this and help me you find a path and- yeah fine yeah
0: who, it, who you, who did you travel with?
2: The comp, like the, is. Your
0: group of guys that you travel with?
2: The close friends, um, there's a guy named Mike, like there's there's a handful of people, but the the people that put this thing together is called YWAM, it's called Youth With A Mission. Mm-hmm. So like, still trying to find myself, so Youth With A Mission, like, yeah. and they split you up and you, you go out and do your thing and like, so, we, we came up with this idea like, like, hey, we want to surf and let's do an extended outreach. And so that's, that's when we did two months. Like it's supposed to be like a 45-day like, thing where you're like ministering to people and doing, doing whatever. Like let's do, let's just, let's make this as best as possible. So we spent the full 72 days in Indonesia. And then after that, we went to Thailand. while we were in Thailand is when the Tamil Tigers blew up um, multiple aircrafts on the runway in in Sri Lanka. So yeah. so we're going to Sri Lanka. These and then are, we've, uh
0: like extremists?
2: Yeah, it's like there's a full so, what what, they what, so the Tamil Tigers like uh, and then there's the Tamils and the Singlanese. They're they're at war with each other for years and years. Um, so we so we get stuck in in Thailand. in Thailand and then we finally get over to Colombo And then we get stuck there, and they're like, you can't go anywhere. Like, you guys are under house arrest pretty much, and we're like, no, we're...
1: All foreigners, or... or
2: Yeah, we're all foreigners, so it's like...
1: But, like, they did that with not just your group, but, like...
2: Well, we barely got in there, like, mm -hmm. because after the terrorist attack... Nobody remembers this particular terrorist attack because 9-11, like, overshadowed (laughs) it. So, anyways, we, like, we're like, we got to get out of here. So, we... The best way we could get across the island, um, <laughs> we found the hashish dealer, <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah. So this guy had the, the most bitchin' van, like like the lights, like the dangly stuff, like coolest music, and and every checkpoint because there's like a thousand checkpoints, like military checkpoints, and and we're going through. He's just like, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. here's your thing. They give him money and like so we finally get to Argonne Bay. Which you would
1: have never made it if you weren't with this guy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Never. But we already we're already gonna be there for a month. I'm like, we can't stay in a hotel room. Like we can't afford that. Like, yeah. So I get to Argon Bay and like and learn that it was the best right point break that I've in, ever seen. in where? In Sri Lanka. Argon. Oh, shit. Yeah, Argonne Bay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've heard that there's amazing waves in Sri Lanka.
2: Yeah, amazing waves. Like unbelievable. It's it's the hottest place. So you drove on...
0: from Thailand to Sri Lanka.
2: No, so we flew. Sorry, we flew from Thailand to Colombo, which Colombo is the capital of Sri Lanka, and then we got house arrest, and then we're like, we're gonna get out of here. We got to figure this out, and then so then we got the driver guy, and then we went through. It was a long drive. Yeah. Like we're saying, like like sixteen hours or something. Yeah, boards bored. Oh like, yeah, we had we had we had like. Like it looked, yeah. It was.
0: And did you know that looked
2: like a temple? Like the. <laughs>
0: did you know that Argon Bay was in Sri Lanka? Like. Yeah. Okay.
2: No, we had like we had all these insider tips at the time, and then um, we get there, like scored epic waves, had um, the greatest time, and then our next destination was the Maldives. Like, so we get back to Colombo, and then we fl- fly to Malé, and then we go to. Um, I can't remember the name of the island, but it's was, it was like motorboat. You get to this tiny atoll and get there. We stayed in the servants' quarters because that's the only thing we could afford. Is same thing. as like two bucks a day. But they gave us rainwater, which is free water. A bottle of water there at the time was five bucks, Dang. which now it's probably like twenty bucks. You know, like so. So we stayed in the servants' quarters, all of us. Um, in the Maldives. But we had a tip from somebody that there is. There's a break off this particular toll that we're staying at, and it was right hander, like just
1: not too far from you guys.
2: No, like off, like straight off the island. Oh like, my god, you could walk to it. Like so, so we, and nobody's ever surfed. <laughs> like so, there's nobody. There's nobody there. It's not a tourist des- destination, and um, back
0: then, the Maldives wasn't.
2: It wasn't on the map. Really, it wasn't on like, the map like yeah. it is now. From yeah.
0: The, Oligarchy that goes out
1: there, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's the Caribbean for the Asian. Yeah,
0: you know, party. for the yeah. whole like Europe and Asia. Yeah, yeah.
2: before yeah. that, it was it was like nobody really heard of it, like except for in God's hands. Was that?
0: Shame
2: was boring. it? Wasn't? Wasn't it in that? Or is that the I Seychelles? Or, um, I don't know.
0: But I remember this dude, uh, Mabo, uh, Japanese. Business surfer shaper yeah. guy, he would you know talk buy stuff it. from us at, when I worked at HSS, mm-hmm. and he would always talk about Sri Lanka, and yeah. the Maldives would pop up too. And I'm yeah. just like, what are these places? What are you, what are you talking about? And he show me pictures. I'm like, it's not know, even on the it's not
2: even on the map. It's like piece of dust. It's like, so yeah. So anyways, we're, score we scored. Yeah, like every day. Like there's ways every day we got to find like even like submerged tolls that would like break break during certain tides and like whatever like it was super rad we were there our planned time to be there was 30 days which was our visa and during that time 9-11 happened so 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 we got stuck and like there was no cell phones there was no pager there's probably pagers but but like there was no phone on the entire island that we were on and we're also like teaching English on the side <laughs> which like an island next door. Are you
0: making money doing that too? No. This this was like the Are you mi- doing this, 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 Yeah.
2: This is like ministry stuff. So um, but yeah just getting back it I think it took like two months to get home. Yeah. From because we had to not go that you were in a hurry. No, I was definitely not. <laughs> so I had to go back from the Maldives to Sri Lanka, got stuck there, then back to Thailand, then back to Japan, then finally back to Maui. And my my folks met me there, and your your parents did. My parents, yeah, because was there's no communication, yeah, back then. like is. How
0: long was that whole trip? Um,
2: I think we were. It was. I think all encompassing. It was probably like a year. Wow. Yeah. It was. It was a so long time. You hadn't time. seen your
0: parents for a year.
2: Yeah.
1: Were you writing Were you writing? Or I was just making a call every once in a while. Postcard.
2: I was postcarding, but then, like, then you like get to the point where it's like, okay, the whole world is turned upside down. So yeah. it's like you're trying to call here. Yeah. And
0: how how scared were you about nine eleven? Like, was that a trip? Like being out of the country, like, uh, and like you know, you, you have no communication. You're, you're like <laughs> sitting there, you know. Yeah. It fo- probably, you know, you hear it in a foreign language, and you're like watching maybe something somebody's TV. And you're yeah,
2: you're well, watching. Yeah, they they actually like shipped in a TV to show like the footage, and it's it's like yeah, it was like devastating. You're Like oh, is this real? But I've been gone so long already. Like yeah. like oh, is is it real? Yeah. And so that that was always that still echoes in my mind. But felt um, but, like it was definitely like at that point in time in my life, it was. Gave, gave me fear a little bit, like, yeah. but that was, so, to, so just to keep this thing rolling, that was the stepping off point of the rest of my life was that trip. And then I met a group of guys after that, I went back to JC, um, back to like the boring life, you know, like, you're like, Oh, I'm back to the grind. And I met these group of guys during that, that were about to go to Yemen. and And I'm like, Like I want to go. Like, 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 do you do photography? Like, so I got into photography before that. But um, like, do you do photography?
1: photography? I started shooting
2: when I was like, yeah. When like, then I, yeah. After that, I started taking like black and white classes. At that time, it was all it was all film. Yeah. Like there was digital, but like, so I got super into film and developing it. Yeah, I develop everything myself. Like I don't really have anything in here. Um but like that became like a desire and a passion, like I'll this another access to something else. And I can also surf and do this. And yeah. I can I can go places so Yeah, I mean it's
0: more
1: valuable cool. to you know
0: so all this kinds of different things. Yeah. This Yemen trip, uh is it is it Chaz Smith that is part of that trip?
2: Yeah, he was part of it.
0: Okay. How many dudes like
2: uh at that point it was um Miss their first is Josh, Nate, and Charlie.
0: And who, uh,
2: I wasn't on that trip, but what's that? I wasn't on that particular trip, okay. But that's when I was that like, was their first mission. That was their that was when they were like starting to get into it, yeah,
0: okay. And then how did you get involved?
2: Um, they couldn't get anybody to go with them because <laughs> document it, yeah, because it's just dangerous, yeah.
0: So, who, how did you? I was
2: out. so I was working with with JC still and Barry Vandermillen was, like, he was like up the street pretty much, and we were glassing all those boards, and they, he donated like a board or two to, to Chaz or, I don't know who, um, and I'm like, I'm like, can I go? Like, I can take pictures. Like, I like adventure. Like, I was yeah. just like, I was just like frothing. What the
0: purpose of the trip?
2: Of that first one?
0: Of the one that you're going on.
2: Uh, so the one that I so, ah, so go yeah, so they're, they're going to Yemen and I, so I plant the seed and then the next time they come back and they're doing the same thing or doing something different and, and I'm like, they're like, we need a photographer. Like we don't have anybody to document this and we're going to be doing something different and cool and challenging, like. I'm like dangerous, I'm, dangerous yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm in, like I'm down, like I've, I'm like I've been to Morocco, I've been to Indonesia, I've been, like, yeah, blah blah blah, like trying to like make myself look good and, um, so long story short, like we're we're all meeting downtown LA, and like smoking. Can
0: you describe what Yemen, what the climate was in Yemen and what why it's dangerous and why they were doing it. What what did they want to Document and accomplish with? are they going to write a story for a magazine? And
2: I think the biggest draw for all of us was that it is—it's unattainable. It's like a—it's like the unicorn, you know. Nobody can get in there. You have to get invited to get in there. Um, It's—it is super dangerous. The climate was um, civil war. Uh, there's there's a lot of different sects doing things at certain times like I think AQAP was later but there was there was a lot of terrorist activity there's a lot of blame from the U.S. government on how dangerous it is but um but also ultimately like it's it's on the cr- like pretty much like on the crown or whatever you want to call it of Arabia like which is the entrance, the gateway into the Red Sea and and it's the mo- one of the most like ancient um, trade waterways. ports waterways and trade ports and so there's there's a lot of historical things that are that are impossible to like um, to look at to discover. Because you can't get there, like, it just like una- Hostile, it's, yeah, it it's just like It's Yeah, it's just inaccessible, and we yeah, and we're yeah. just like let's go, let's figure it out. Yeah. And there's like, pirates, right? Like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's Somali. That's start. That's the <laughs> yeah. okay. yeah. So we're going on. We're are, for are sure bring, doing like a three-hour podcast. Are you yeah.
1: bringing away our uh, boards to surf? anywhere, or is this strictly? Just no, surfing? we brought
2: we brought boards. Yeah. yeah. So like, so this is like so now like I'm I'm more in like a secular, as you as it were like of view with within my travels and and I'm linking up with this new friend circle that um, have the same ideals as me like want to do want to become Indiana Jones or yeah. <laughs> no just do like do cool stuff and like go places that nobody else can go and so so anyways like
0: swashbucklers
2: so yeah so I met him through through the Yemen trip. But I didn't go to Yemen on that trip. It was them getting surfboards, but then we, we, we reunited, and um, I get connected, and they're like, yeah, we're doing this trip. And I'm like, cool, I'm in. And it was, the trip was Somalia. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I thought, I thought we were going like somewhere. Was there a like,
1: trip successful? Meaning like oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: they like, discover, they saw, like there's waves, there's, yeah, it's a rad place, but like, um, so I, like, signed myself up for Somalia. And,
0: and what was the purpose of this trip?
2: Discovery. It. It's just, like, okay. is is unaccessible. Same thing. Like, Does
1: any of that group speak any sort of the local language?
2: Not in Somalia, but they, there is dialects of um, probably Arabic in that region. But during that trip, we had to have different people within, like, tribes because every part of the country is different tribes, it's yeah. broken up into like multiple states. Like it's the pl- the place is messed up. Like so so. Anyways,
1: chaperone slash security guard slash tour guide slash like yeah. There's, there is there is no tour guides. So but, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. However, you encompass that person. to yeah. Show yeah. you around, protect a, a, a you. A grease and... a greaser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. So that you got U.S. dollars in your pocket. Hundreds <laughs> of U.S. dollars. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're, you so so anyways, like it took. So we go to Dubai. We've been going. Previous to this trip, we have been going to Dubai a lot. At that time it was like five buildings. Like it was a small city, state type of thing. And- um,
0: You had already gone to Dubai? Yeah. And what was that? What, why?
2: Uh, same, just same thing, Middle East travel. Cause it's like a good hub where it's- um, so, you un- you know, It's central, but yeah, it's untr- untraceable yeah. at the time. So we'd fly, to, we'd fly to Moscow. And then you you'd get a different airline like Aeroflot or something, and then you'd fly from Moscow to Dubai, and you just you just make it so when you get back to the U.S. you're not like gonna get interrogated or something. <laughs> yeah. So we had we had we had our methods, our plans, like whatever. But like um, so, anyways, we spent a couple of weeks in Dubai trying to like negotiate getting into Somalia, and the only two functioning things in Somalia were um, telecom and like cigarettes so we found the two people that imported those things like they're not it's not like a big drinking culture because yeah. it's mostly muslim and so anyway it's like get all those people we go to ethiopia we go to addis ababa like and and then we get a get on like a, a russian cargo plane <laughs> fly to diridawah which is like a refugee camp like the scariest thing you like it's still like i was telling my kids about it the other night I'm like um it's heavy yeah. And so you go there and then like you get on another Russian cart, like Russian cargo plane and like all the stuff in the cargo bay is like USA drop. It's like and they like literally they either like land it on the tarmac or a dust dust strip or they throw it out of a parachute, like and drop it to like indigenous people in that area to feed them. Like wow. Um So anyways we get it, we get in and
0: And you're traveling with a surfboard bag.
2: Yeah, that was that was from on a mission. It was from on a mission. It was camouflage, which oh, didn't yeah. work out very well.
1: <laughs> really. Like just the, you know, the travel with a board to places that are easy to get around to. Let alone like you were skipping around.
0: People are tripping. Yeah.
1: Like, like, like what are you got? In a dead body? What are you? What are you smuggling? Yeah. Guns?
2: Like no, right? they thought it was, they always thought it was guns. For, yeah, guns. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Why are sure. you coming here for a surf trip? Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna get yourself killed. Yeah.
2: But that was when. Um, like back then, that was when Surfline was kind of like testing out Lola, where it's like super easily accessible, where you can actually see where storm systems are coming in, and so, yeah, like, like dude, there's gonna be surf. Like, there's always surf in the Indian Ocean. It's just not predictable. So, so is that
1: time of year, we're gonna yeah. So we went that
2: time of year, that particular time of year, but like during that time, we were embedded for like at least. I don't know, it was, it, was long, it was a long time, longer than any of us wanted to be there. And,
0: you guys are crazy fucking, like, thrill seekers.
2: Yeah. If, because if, if you you're, that, yeah.
0: you're you're flying on Russian planes. Yeah, well. At any time, they could just say, you know what, fuck these guys. Did you, yeah. No one's gonna... No. Yeah. Did you guys take, like, right? appropriate shots? Did you go get your, like,
1: hepatitis or any sort of, like, no precautions were i you didn't bring, did you bring medication with you in case you got we did sick? we'd have
2: we'd have things that were um emergency emergency use only yeah which which could be if you really get injured if you really get harmed like like i don't think um certain things are going to prevent you from getting
1: no, a disease I mean, or I something like you know picking up a parasite is pretty common drinking yeah. like yeah. you know like pick, getting yeah. you know, infection, but also, like, if you get cut, you got a little stitch, little... Yeah, you know, first so I,
2: I got a good story about that. So we're in Somalia, and we go to, to the oasis outside of um, Bosaso, or Berbera, sorry, Berbera. And so we go inland, they just wanted to show us their oasis. And it looks like like Jesus thorns, like, you know, like the crown of thorns. Like, the, the largest, most craziest thorns I've ever seen in my life, and they're all around this oasis, and it's so the one time I don't ever wear sandals. I was wearing sandals. I was wearing rainbow sandals, <laughs> sandals, and and we're just tromping around, and like they're showing us like where the water comes out of the aquifer, aquifer, and like, um, and somehow, like my big thumb toe steps on one of these Jesus thorns that are harder than nails. Like you could literally hammer them in. And it just, it goes up, like, right up to the side of my bone, like, and hits the nail. Like, and I'm just, like, almost, like, almost puke. You know, to like, the yeah. your toe Th- right, through the ra- right through the rainbow. And, the <laughs> and then it hits that, and, like, I'm just, like, eh. you know, like, you you have that, like, instinctual reflex where you're just, like, oh, like, I'm going to, like, also, I'm in trouble because I'm in Somalia, and and I, I have slide pictures of these. Back then, we, we'd get them printed on slides, uh, but... um one of our our guides, like, just lights up a cigarette, a camera on, which a certain type of cigarette, and like like gets it super hot, like big old like cherry, tor- cherry on it and then he's like, Give me some water like washes it off and just Burks sticks it. sticks it right in there and just like in your toe, yeah, right on in there, the bottom right of your toe, <laughs> yeah, toe? I, like
1: yeah, seal it up and keep it from and, infecting.
2: And I could after that, I was 100 fine, the whole trip. <laughs>
0: that's what they did. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, i was did. sick. Like and uh, like we we on that trip did you too.
0: Hesitate, you know. Okay, that's it.
2: There's no like you can't. Hesitate, you can't tell them like it's like, oh. it's like
0: rubbing lime on your freaking refresh bro yeah but this is a cigarette yeah in somalia
2: yeah we also yeah on that trip too like we we're eating like camel and yeah like so weird weird, you know, weird stuff I, again
1: you gotta have a tough stomach and be willing to try anything because you got you don't know what you're gonna get did you travel did you have any I know certain people have particulars like I would travel with peanut butter because a lot of times peanut butter wasn't like easy to find everywhere. Like no, that's where things? that's
2: that's where I learned to not travel with particulars. Really? Yeah, because it's that's that because that was kind of like the step off trip, right? So like that's that's what kind of taught me like no matter what, like expect the unexpected. Yeah, and and Roll just and, and deal with it. Like there's there's one time on that trip too. Like is I me and my wife joke about it but it's the most horrifying thing we're we're all like literally starving and we get to this little village of probably like 20 people like super small we're all in our helix four by four toyota tacoma things and and they and they bring us they bring us like goat's milk that's been heated on a wood fire whatever and it has like this like an inch of sugar in it for whoever can't see this and and you take a sip and it just tastes like firewood and so you want to vomit and it's like like no you like it's full like anthony bourdain like like i oh, you just you gotta do it i'm like thank god it wasn't blood or something like yeah. but like you drink it and you're just like I'm not starving anymore. So it like,
1: smoky sweet milk? Or no, it's just, just, it's just, it's smoky
2: because they're, they, they try to boil it to like get mm-hmm. out the imp, like imperfect impurities, impurities yeah. but like they're not really pasteurizing it. Not that that matters, but, but, but it, the, like the whole, ex, the whole happened. experience we're just like, okay. And like, we're sitting on like a flat of canned tuna that we brought and I'm like, Going back to the cantina, like. <laughs> yeah. And, and, so how were
0: uh, you guys traveling through Somalia by truck? By two.
2: Yeah, two trucks. So there are two Toyota, what we'd call like a four-door um, Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. Like it was a quad cab. They didn't. They didn't really introduce that model to the U.S. until like, like way later. But it was like super sturdy, stick shift six inch or six foot bed and you're just
1: hiring, hiring drivers and guys. yeah but
2: we had like all the people that were with us were from a different tribe or a different like tongue or language that can help us get through like different parts of the country
1: yeah and how did you keep your like supplies and your money like without getting robbed like where did you guys hide money in like
2: in the, like, in the prison wallet the
1: prison wallet you know bunk <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, it was yeah we were definitely always smart about how we dealt with that yeah but and were you surfing or what we, we surfing? did surf like um we surfed ross hafoon um berbera and galkayo like they're all like place or near galkayo Sam
1: points or beach break
2: or they're like ba- they're like bays like a lot of more that actually were um they were rocky but a lot of lot of sand but like the the one that stood out to me i i think we I can't remember what we called it but it was like shark tooth or something, something stupid but but it was like a huge bay you know just break in the middle and it'd just be a peak that like broke broke down the middle yeah it yeah. was get, get, uh, get
0: good good waves like it was
2: it was good it wasn't like epic it wasn't yeah. like barreling like crushing waves but
1: so so you're like people your handlers whatever you want to call them are yeah. driving you around you're telling your surfers and you're finally like get they're probably like who the fuck are these guys you yeah. know And you finally get on the to the beach and surf in front of them where they tripping where like people on the beach like yeah, I mean, look at these guys. They're not, they're like riding waves like they've probably never seen that before. Right?
2: Yeah, they're they're tripping for sure. Like the like the one place that we actually probably got the best waves um, we found out was their their shark harvesting. <laughs> no <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, it, but but we, we didn't we didn't know that. Like me and one other guy paddled out. Chaz was already gone at this point. He he went back to the US. So it's me and my buddy Josh. And so I paddle out first. I'm like. There's ways out there. And it was it was like two football fields to get out there. Look yeah. look close. And this is the, the Red Sea? That would be the Indian Ocean. Indian Ocean. Yeah. Okay. Um and I'm like, oh,
0: I caught a wave.
2: Like, caught a wave. And then he comes out and he's like, I saw a shadow. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean you saw a shadow? Like, what he's like, there's sharks out here. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, there's sharks out here. <laughs> Did you see the beach? And the whole beach is like where they have all the shark's heads like cut off and they're drying out the meat. Mm. So like there's just blood going in into the water. Like nothing happened, but
1: anyway, so yeah, you that's a, no.
2: Yeah. So that was the, uh, that, that was the intro to what we call black box. Um, and, Travel. Well, yeah, we just call our group black box. Um, but like, that was like the first trip. And after that, there's a lot of other trips that came down the the pike but um yeah the only reason i'm actually able to articulate this a little bit i'm I'm actually working on a book right now that that will work through kind of like all these scenarios and have photo awesome documentary of it and good
1: for you so don't give it away
0: entirely yeah i'm not yeah no no, no, yeah you're right here at late night with jockie fox diaries
2: yeah pretty much so, yeah i'll have a different name but yeah i can't i can't release the name yet yeah awesome anybody
1: to... helping you write Do you have a,
0: a like a... what was just i mean you said there's more trips after that
2: oh yeah there's tons of trips like and, that's that was just the intro trip
0: and the other what was the goal of these trips besides surfing waves like was it to, to document and then someday do what you're doing now like that,
2: just, that's a big like, that's that's a big part of it is is documenting it but it's it at that point in time in our like history like we, we that's when I have the accessibility like I didn't have that before so all of a sudden when I when I got the keys like I'm just like I'm like I want to go like yeah. I want to go everywhere I want to do anything I can do I want to I want to learn I want to I want to be there, like, and so that—that was kind of the point. We all other
0: ways of of doing what you're talking about. Yeah, but I don't want to just go to life-threatening. Yeah, but that's but that's the
2: that's the thrill that's the thrill of it, right? Like, uh, that's
0: why I'm saying, what was the goal of it? You know what I mean? Like, just survive and go see cool places and catch a wave. Nobody else
1: got away that.
2: I think I well also like it's it's to not trace it all the way back to surfing. It's it is a it's like it's it's no it's accomplishing like it's just like it's it's doing and check checking like points and times in your life where you're like oh what's what's actually going to thrill me what's actually going to make me move jive do do something cool and different yeah and so like that's that's what we dream up like what is something that is cool and different that
0: well you're you're talking about things that Someone would would want to do, but would never do. Yeah. And honestly, that cool. That sounds awesome. But yeah. how many, yeah. Yeah. Balls how many yeah. other oh, yeah. people have done what you've done? Probably
2: zero. I don't think. I don't if, think there's anybody oh, else. Right. That's yeah. So,
1: so how long these trips to be? A couple months. Some of them, yeah. And then, like so this you, is like
2: the Like this is just the intro trip. Like,
1: but you would come home, work your guys' ass off, yeah. and then plan another trip like I'd, the next I'd, year during that time frame.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be working on the first CNC machine in Costa Mesa, cutting out boards for everybody, and then hot coating boards on the side, and then going to night school at OCC, learning how to develop black and white photography, and then like the second that opportunity opened up. Cause when you're doing like piece work, like back, like back then, like yeah, like if like you could be doing twenty to thirty boards a night, and you're getting eight to eight to twelve bucks a board, and if you're really good, you could like you know like like I'm working this amount of hours, and I'm making more than a college grad. You know, like that was in my mind as a twenty-one year old. Like, and and then I'm going to own
1: your craft, and you knew like you're getting paid. Not by the hour, but by the amount of work yeah. you know, and the quality of
2: work. Yeah, and that's and that's the whole thing. It's like, I'm trying to teach my kids. It's like it's like find
1: something number
2: number one, get you got to really eat, at it. but you got to do something first, you gotta, you gotta, you and then get really good at it, and then find something else and get really good at that. Yeah, and uh, find were, something.
1: Were else. you guys keeping this really low key because I'm sure people are like, you start coming back and chattering it up with all the bros. Everybody yeah, it was. Like, I we it. did
2: like I think it was. I don't know what year it was, but it was a yellow surfer's journal where we did the Somalia, like a a weird version of it in surfer's journal. It was yellow. That's all I remember. It was was a 10-page. Like a
1: variation of what really
2: went down? Most of it it was pretty realistic. Okay, that's good. Like 95% of it, yeah.
0: Because Chaz Chaz Smith Mm -hmm. is is one of your friends that you
2: teach homeschool with traveling with yeah.
0: right and he's a, a journalist mm-hmm. he wrote stories on these trips or not
2: some of them yeah 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 absolutely
1: so where is it like you know without getting all the trips you know like where like name some of the other like locations you guys went to after learning how to get through the channels of Russia to yeah. You know. So that I think I think that
2: yeah. Dubai uh, yeah, so the next trip would have been I think it was Beirut and that was during it was during the Harari assassination, like his like super steep times, like our buddy Nate was going to um the University of Beirut, the American University of Beirut. And so like he was there like doing all his, his masters or Pichu, I don't, know. I don't know what he's working on, but we like stayed with him in his flat in a Hezbollah
3: neighborhood.
2: <laughs> well, like literally, machine guns are going off and like bombs. Like it was so. Was, that was kind of like the next step, and then we actually snowboarded. the uh, um I don't know the exact name of the the uh, resort mountain. No, it's one? not even. A re- I don't even think, Do think there's a resort there, but Take it's the like, it's like the Anta um, Lebanon range or something. It's in Lebanon, but we snowboarded there. Like I'm like, and I didn't, I didn't, drive they have the lifts. Route. Yeah. They wow. they actually have like lifts, but, Effing. but like at that point in time in my life, I'm like, I didn't even know that there was snow in Lebanon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll, and then the next trip we went back there and then we went to Syria and explored Damascus and like a couple other places that were okay. like kind of cool before, before they yeah died. and i think i think i was in damascus crossing the border um from damascus back to lebanon on my 25th birthday like so so i was like a like a, a memorable thing yeah, yeah. just 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 cuz i like i know that was i know that happened like on ex- on the exact date um and then we we did a lot of stuff in CIDA with which is Sidon and like all up and down the coast of Lebanon. And then after that, we did...
0: Is there waves on the coast of Lebanon?
2: Yeah.
3: So crazy. Yeah,
2: I actually have pictures of Chaz surfing. Nice. <laughs> I have a picture of him pulling into... Lula. It used to be on my wall at my house, but it's in the attic now. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I, yeah, so go ahead.
0: So you guys just kept pushing the envelope of dangerous surf travel, um, and you're kind of financing these trips by working in the surf industry, going to school, and then what was your next step in this industry? So in, oh, before we go into that. Yeah. The last time numbers. I was here, you had talked about getting a boat for free.
2: Oh, that's way. That's like ten years later. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> but go ahead and tell us about that because I find that super. The boat.
2: It. The boat part, or or just the next steps in the industry, or?
0: Let's go. Let's go. With the next steps in the industry.
2: So then, so the next steps in the but industry.
0: Remind Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To talk about that. Okay, so the
2: next steps in the industry would have been um, during that time um, doing all this stuff with Black Box, and um, I don't know how it came about. Okay, so my my brother, who's a way better musician than me, wow. like he's it's in, the, he, it's in the family genes, huh? Yeah. So he's a guitar player. He's a really good drummer. He's he could. Play, he plays bass like a madman um, like super proud of him like he's in a band with Ryan Hurley <laughs> and he's like hey you should and he, I think he was playing drums at the time he's like like hey like you should, you should play drums in this band like and this is I think this is 2004 so this is the same time as Somalia like around there and and so like that's how I Finally really connected with Ryan Hurley. Two thousand four. Yeah, like as, as like more of a friendship than like we went to high school together type of thing. And so during that time we played ton of music together. We
0: What was the band called?
2: Bob's Office.
0: <laughs> really? You know why? That's where, you
2: <laughs> that's where we practice, yeah.
0: When Bob left, you
1: you turned it into the studio?
2: Yeah, it was called Studio Office. No,
1: was
2: no, and Bob. Early
0: around already?
2: Yeah, that okay. was that was. Well, we're in we're into two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. two thousand four five. Um, so it was called Bob's Office, and my brother had already kicked me out of like the other bands I was in with him, like with <laughs> whatever. I, I'm still like a developing musician, so. So a lot of things didn't work out, and then he's like, "Why are you playing this band?" I'm like, "I'm like, this band sucks. Like, <laughs> I'll give it a shot." So you got kicked
0: out of Bob's office. No,
2: I got kicked out of my, my brother's band. And he's like, "Why don't you play with this band?" And I'm like,
1: "Did you guys travel with any instrument? I mean, obviously not drums that you play, but did you play anything else like while you traveled?"
2: Like the kazoo or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Usually, if you're I don't like, play. Yeah, I I could. Inclined, yeah, I could. P- I could play GCD like on the guitar. Like, um, yeah, that's. But it just seems you
1: know like. I can play. I can. Travel, I can. I can
2: terribly play guitar, but um, definitely like drums is my my instrument. But <laughs> so anyway, anyways, I got introduced to this band through my brother. He was playing drums, and he's like. Like don't you play the drums, and I'll play guitar, and so I played drums in the band with Ryan Hurley and a bunch of other friends that we went to high school with, and like down that path. This is like in sequence with with traveling, um, like Greg Teal, who's another like great friend of mine. Musical um, music. He was, do- he, but at that time he was doing the Warp tour. Okay. So that was before he was like fully. Um, in, into the, like the Hurley music scene. So, like we were young kids. Like, when I, 2004, I was like 22 or something. And we're we have this band. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you guys on main stage. And we're like, what? Like, what do you mean? Warp? Warp yeah, Warp Tour. Holy yeah, shit. and that was when the whole Warp Tour was like big. big. And and so we're like we're a bunch of like dumb kids that like are trying to f- like we like we all knew how to play, but like we're just like. Like more polished, you didn't have your set. No, that, that yeah, was like out there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like Metallica doing a set, sh- but like, so we're out there, and I I just found the photos recently too. It was just it was amazing, but like, Greg Teal, it says Teal Stage, which is Greg Teal Stage, and like, there's I don't know, like thousands of kids out there that have no idea who we are, and it all it all worked out, but like, the funny thing about like that confidence booster of playing in front of a ton of people was like the next band was rancid, like, exactly. which was Jeez. like super dope. Like they, what you th- call it? That, I th- it was either still Bob's office or it was called brass knuckle lightning. I don't, I don't remember what we were at that time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then post that, um, we actually went to Russia <laughs> And did some shows there, You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's super weird, but we we actually went there and um played five shows in Russia, like like punk
1: rock shows with there's yeah, with other it was like, all it was, yeah, it was
2: just like other like it was, it was, it was warp yeah, it was just, it was super small, but it was like at the same time, the first, it was all at the same place, same venue. First night, there was there a 100 people, second night, there's 500 people. Third night, there's like a thousand people, like yeah, because but, because at that time like they were just starving for music, like, like yeah, and we got in there because my dad like he was doing ministry there, and and
1: you linked up with a music promoter or yeah like, like, like a yeah. concert you know, and, like
2: and it was all word of mouth too like all the kids were like like have you checked out this band him like <laughs> Damn. like yeah we've heard of him like him's like a, yeah. a weird like Bama. Bama. yeah yeah. Bam, Bam, Margera, Bams, yeah, 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 that's
1: epic.
2: So, so like,
1: yeah. you're singing in English, and they probably barely know
2: it. they just like the, they just like like the, the, the music, sounds, yeah. I mean,
1: that's typically how and you guys are playing
0: punk,
2: yeah. It's like it's pretty, pretty yeah. punk,
1: so, yeah. Warp tour traveling Russia, like, is, is music now becoming like a thing to where you think that could be your livelihood, or is it just still fun or it's ideal?
2: I th- I thought it was going to be my livelihood livelihood, and during that time was when I was kind of making my own clothes and like like trying to have my own look. I've been trying to do that like the whole time. at the whole time since I was whatever age. And Ryan Hurley was just like, "Hey, would you ever want to like apply that to apparel, like what you're doing?" With I was doing art too, and I'm like, I'm "Like, yeah, what do you mean by that?" And he's like like maybe we can give you a job opportunity here at Hurley So
0: all your life you're making your own clothes like well not like not like cutting cutting I was customized customizing customizing, yeah yeah. yeah. like what what would you go to thrift shop and
2: yeah but like I'd stencil well yeah not like full like like shroff style (laughs) but like Bleaching out your clothes and doing like certain things, like Yeah. Were just you
1: through a shop door, like, like we. I, I
2: I was a little bit, but like, not that much. I'm like I'm an every everyday guy, yeah. like we're wearing same yeah, to, same stuff a lot, working. but like back then it's just like it's like like your key, you your, your key items are your Converse and your studded belt and your tight jeans back then. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, what
0: were you? What caught Ryan's attention? like did did he go do this is a fucking dope jacket or you know what I mean
2: yeah I think it yeah I think it was just like a consistent flow of different like things he saw like with within what I was doing like from from art to like whatever like I think I think I think that's I think that's how I just yeah because I was just like what like (laughs) like what do you mean and I came in to Hurley at that time I don't know I don't know how old, how old I was, but they're like, we are going to pay you $20,000 a year. <laughs> wow. I'm just like, sweet. Because <laughs> so I was used already... to bring in ideas and... I don't know. Like, yeah, like, yeah. So you're It was something, job, it was something more, like more
1: that. like a, not a full-time position, but like a freelance
2: job? No, it was like a full-time oh, position. Wow. But like back, like this is...
1: 2003, three, four. Yeah, it's
2: like 20 years ago. Like, so, like, I remember the days where I'm... I was hiring interns for 60 grand. So, uh, But, yeah, it was just I'm like, oh, that sounds rad. Like 20 grand? And, and then that...
1: What's the vacation?
0: How much vacation what? do I get?
2: Yeah, how many sick days <laughs> do I get?
0: Yeah, I need to add this up because I'm out of here. Yeah. Ryan comes up to you and tells you this idea. Did you have to interview with, like, somebody in production? Like... Who who, he's, I you know what I mean? Like, did he say, Hey, come talk to my dad? I no,
2: no, no. I so I interviewed with the design director at the time. I think her name was Jin Seo or Jen Seo. Um, and I just showed her stuff I was working on, like, like just mostly t shirts. Like, hey, this is that was back when stuff stood out a little bit differently, yeah, because you're doing, but you don't
0: know, like. How to make a tech pack or no, like you. But I took, but I in. did,
2: I did do like I did full crash course Illustrator like, like that's my college. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna learn how to do it, and and then, I had a lot of great mentors through that too. Like yeah. of just people like helping me, show me the ropes. And at that time, it was really confusing. Like like wow there's like there's just so much stuff going on, and but like. Down the road, like, like, cool. That's how you make stuff. Yeah. Like that's that's the blueprint. That's because
0: what you're describing is so different that probably never ever happens that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're friends with the owner's son, right? Bob Hurley's son is Ryan Hurley, mm-hmm. and he was liking what you were doing, and all of a sudden, your you got a job. Right, making a decent amount. Yeah. At the time. You're probably making more of that when you're doing piecework. I was doing way more than that. Yeah, yeah. I was probably
2: tripling that. Yeah.
0: But what a cool intro and easy access to the business. Yeah. You know, like you, that- you got fast tracked into a position, you know, bottom level, but still something that you have no fucking training in or experience in. Yeah. But because of your relationship and your eye for style. They were like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, let's put, let's put them on salary. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah. That's a, I always think about that, and it's like that's. I'm very grateful for that too. Like, like, I I didn't deserve it. I don't deserve anything. Yeah. Well, you but, obviously
1: stepped up to the plate because you were there 14 yeah. years. Yeah. You so know? What, and, what was the
0: next steps?
2: Uh, next next steps were just figuring it out. I'm like. Fake it till you make it. <laughs>
0: yeah, but what were you literally designing t-shirts or no? It was,
2: it was actually like I got thrown to the bottoms category, so like pants, shorts, blah, blah blah blah, and I and I'm like following up on like a massive, huge Nike layoff of a crap ton of people. Like, so they're already owned by Nike. Yeah, they're already yeah, because Nike I think acquired them at two. 2002 or something yeah yeah two, something uh, yeah
0: two pretty much two years after they fucking under it. three over John, yeah. yeah Between yeah. two and three years. so crazy so Nike did a layoff you came in after you got put in the bottoms category when you say when you when you get put Pants, in like, shards, yeah. what are you doing like designing trunks coming up with silhouettes like are you going shopping the market and bringing back product you know what I mean? Like, are yeah. you? How are you uh, designing? Like, ripping off other ideas, or you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's all part of design, right? No,
2: it, yeah, it's. Um, in-
1: getting it's inspiration it's called, from other.
2: Uh, yeah, it's yeah. called. They call it yeah. inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It off. Rip it yeah. Off. we're in- getting inspired by. No, yeah. but so, yeah, in- I mean, you you have, you know have a lot of people above you. Yeah. And you're you know in the design area and. You're probably, you know, facilitating some of their grunt work, some of their yeah. stuff that they don't want to do, some yeah. stuff that ultimately is going to help you learn the
0: business. Yeah. So bottoms, you're, you're helping design the bottoms categories. Yep. You obviously impressed them. Now, what do you remember? Like, particularly uh, a high point where they're like, oh, shit, this is really good, bro. Like, you know, here's the next thing.
2: Do
0: do do you remember that step or
2: yeah the 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 step was when they kind of let go of a lot of people like they put a lot of stuff on other people's plates that I couldn't handle it I didn't even know what I was doing at the time tried my best to fulfill it I think the breaking point of how all that worked out was years later when it's like um it wasn't necessarily like like I'm knocking off A, B, and C. It was working with one of my close friends, Bruce Moore, and he took me up to Nike and we were at Nike Golf. And and he was always just like he's like, Andrew, just try to translate like what you think into like a technical terms. And like and like I'm a, like him like a rock and roller punk rock you know like I'm like I'm like i don't get it like and then finally we found we found a fabric together like with i was with Bruce and it looked it looked like a denim fabric you know something that like Nike golf rejected like years ago and then so we worked together to to develop it better and um it looks it looks like visually normal and, But it has like a super high functionality to it, and that became the dry fit chino, and it was like one of the first shorts that like sold over a million units in a year. Which
0: <laughs> who
2: is Bruce, Bruce? Bruce is like a close friend of mine. He he uh, ran innovation at at Hurley. Um, from the Nike side or from No, from from Hurley side. Okay. Um, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's but he's got a lot of background. He's he's at Ken Dewey now, uh, but like yeah, just like definitely like one of like I really respect him. And there's another guy Ryan Megan yeah. who who kind of helped like take that and like push it across the finish line. Yeah, you know, like because you can't just make cool stuff and and not be able to sell it
1: (laughs) So, were you initially thinking of like i'm gonna design this like kick-ass chino or you saw the fabric and be like hey this would be a good you know like how did that
2: it took a it was a long process it was it was uh to be honest it was someone telling me multiple times in meetings i was very uncomfortable and like this is a seven out of ten this is a, this is still a seven out of ten like how like yeah like and and I, I was young like i'm just like i don't i don't know how to make a 10 like tell me how to make a 10 wow. and and they're just like like making a 10 is being persistent about what you're making and standing behind it forever like yeah. it's it's just like your word like you know like like yeah, your you can, Academy Award. Yeah, so so yeah, so, performance so it's
1: didn't quite make it to Academy
2: status. So. Yeah, so it's and I I compare it to when I when I became the design director. I'm like, I always told my friends and um, people that worked with me and um, the best thing you can do is is literally put it put it on the table because if you don't like if you don't like. Put something on the table and get critique about it you it's, grow, it's it's never you, it's never, gonna get, yeah. it's never gonna get there well, yeah it's never gonna get there like
0: the, what i was like what bruce sorry. said is translate i forget what you said but he said that, your ideas to technical yeah like, yeah
2: <laughs> which is a, a yeah. very
0: good in the world of nike and design and innovation those are the words and sentences and inspiration that you need to get you know in your yeah. head like how do you become a better designer yeah, yeah, I think if different. You do it this way yeah right your way because you have the well the, there's a corporate way the, and there's your
1: way which is not confined to a traditional, unconventional yeah like you're an innovator
0: yeah. unconventionally like you were you've never had proper training in designing shit that yeah. you have but they knew that you could design it and to get you to design
2: their something early that, Nike some, way, yeah, is like, that translate them, you
0: know. that, right? In, that innovation into what you want to make. Yeah. And then what you were saying, again, that's so, so cool to hear that these guys are like 7 out of 10. It's yeah. a blunt statement that hurts your ego, but it also pushes you to yeah. like, whoa, I'm at 7? Which is pretty fucking good. Yeah. For having no training whatsoever.
2: C- Caesar Caesar degrees.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if I dropped a couple sevens in a heat, I'd be stoked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making it through. I'm not winning, but yeah. I make it through. Yeah, you're making some semis. You're making some quarters, you know? Like,
1: yeah. You're, yeah you're you're you the... want to win that trophy. You want to get that freaking accolade. Absolutely. So you, yeah. you developed it. You, you, it sold a million units that you know. At least. Yeah.
2: At least. No. no, this was, like, the the Phantom Chino was another thing that, like, went bonkers, but it's, you know what, it's like,
1: What it's, year was this in your tenure at that, Hurley, that when you finally, three or four years in?
2: Oh, uh, this was, pro- like, when, I think when that thing came to fruition was probably, like, t- 2009 or 12. Like, okay. that's a big gap, but, yeah. like, I think it's, like, around there. There's a lot of gaps. Yeah. Um but you're
0: you're like a but you your work, it, like a, a junior designer when you first came
2: on? When I first came on, yeah, like an assistant designer. Assistant, okay. Yeah, and and Wait, then and then when I found like, so I quit my job at one point.
3: Really? Yeah. <laughs> you went early.
2: Yeah. Like here's show. the thing, I'm working on I'm working on this like timeline. So I quit my job at one point to do the Japanese motors, like full like time. which uh,
1: okay full time. Okay, that let's, was, let's let's jump into that because that was. I mean, a pretty big thing for quite a few years. Yeah, you know, you got you know and Nolan that, and, and Alex Cano's Knost. Knost. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean that in that era, that you guys were fucking killing. It. Yeah. How did that Japanese band motors. Yeah. How did that band form and win?
2: I don't know when the band formed and when it did. I know that there was a lot of people that worked within that band before me. I know, like you and Scotty said, like he was the first drummer. I'm like, you don't even know how to play drums, dude. <laughs> you don't even know how to play drums, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Sorry, I whispered that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Scotty. Scotty, Scotty's actually like a yeah. I love Scotty. Like Ooh. we're we're good friends. You um, play
1: the drums, dude.
2: <laughs> no, but like I fell into that that whole thing, and that goes back to like my whole repercussions of insecurity within music like where it's like yeah i did did the ryan hurley band i did the my brother's band and i got kicked out of my brother's band i got kicked out of ryan hurley's band and then i did another thing and and so for me like someone that's like like grew up with eric like from no effects like yeah. Smelly, like, yeah. like, like, and and, yeah. and 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 like, and I'm just like slowly like going going like this like, oh like, these I'm like these different bands and then now I'm down here like, doing this particular band and it's like super easy for me, and I'm just like, where am I at right now? But that was like the most financially successful Damn. band. Japanese voters. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: and, you, who? How did you
2: get on the band? Like I had a studio, um, same guy that owns this building, Johnny McCrae, who's I play in a band with now. <laughs> but he owns another building over on uh, Monrovia, right by Volcom, um, where Outpost Kitchen used to be and he was so gracious to give me a studio to do my art because I was an artist like um like literally, like just make. He's like, here's a space for you. I lived with them at the time, and like you can do it here. And he's like, by the way, you're gonna be kind of sharing this with um, this guy, Al. I'm like Alex knows. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, oh And I'm like, cool. And so lo and behold, like they're they would have band practice, and
1: and did they know you played?
2: No. no, but 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 like they play, they practice, they practice in like my like my <laughs> space, and and just like to be to be frank, I'm just like I'm like this is terrible, like the music and, is terrible, yeah, like no, I'm just like just like every like the comp- the composition of it, yeah, you know, like and so anyways, the the kick ass drummer, so he so the drum so the drummer when <laughs> the drummer who was actually a really good drummer, just like there's a lot of things that didn't like kind of line up um he bailed and they're like like shoot we need a drummer and i'm like i play drums and and that's how it started like a, oh, and like and i started and yeah like the first song was spending days and i, I think it's Spending Days, but like do you, you
1: already know the beat and the rhythm of that song prior to like because if they were
2: I didn't have to know it. Yeah. But
1: but you know what I mean? If they're practicing out of there, did you know what song that was? No. Like,
2: no, it was just, like, it was pretty natural and, like, but it it was rad because it was a huge opportunity and, like, we all became, like, really close friends. And, like, our studio was right next door, right on the opposite side of the cement wall was where our studio was for, I think, two years or something. And I lived there. Nolan lived there for a little bit, and then we went through a lot of bass players. <laughs> but no, it was, it, was, it was fun. Like we like we got to we got to tour, which was like every young kid's like dream. Yeah. And then then you realize the dreams like it's difficult. Um, You're like 27. So, no, I was 25 at okay. the, at this time. Yeah. Um. They were they were younger than me.
1: But that took you like. International, like Japan and here, like wherever
2: surf. With, with, with this, with this, it was like mostly like Australia. Australia, wow. Uh, But we, we were there for a while. Um, Had, had some, yeah, just had good shows, fun times. And then like some of the bigger tours were mostly.
0: Were you making decent money?
2: The only reason we were making decent money was because we got um, royalties. And that was back in the day when you can play music and get royalties. And fortunately, thank you, Alex and Nolan, <laughs> but we like made it made a deal like where we'd split it up like equally. And like the way the music industry works, it's like singer songwriter gets 50%, and then guitar like it's all divvied out. But like, but then the singer songwriter still gets the divvy of the divvy. So it's like. Yeah. So like, fortunately it worked out because otherwise we'd all probably hate each other more. Like, you know,
1: yeah,
2: we all love each other, but. <laughs>
1: but it's tough, you know, it's running a business and yeah. you know, like you said, it's divvied up accordingly and it's, yeah. so when it's you, always tough.
0: When you say you were doing art, what were you, what were you creating? Photography art or like? No, this drawing?
2: was, no, this was like more painting and um trying to figure out, like, my own style, like, which I did through wood stains and, like, making weird relic stuff. Like, this, that, um, this is, like, a good example
0: of, it's
2: not the best example, but it be, like, it's an anchor, but it's, like, all oh, wood shit. stains. And, like, I started all of my art with phone books because... As a backdrop. Yeah. And I'd rest re- I'd re- I'd re- I'd re- 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 them on. Yeah. Re- re- re-
1: so. That's pretty. Station resident,
2: but that's like that's how it all started. Like that's that's my art. Like. Um, yeah. So
1: you're bringing a little bit of your woodwork experience and a little bit of your 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 time in the, the factory surf factory and kind
0: of knotted and
2: all. Like a nautical the, very nautical. Yeah. So but.
0: you took a chance, quit Hurley. Got in the band, was doing art. How how long did that last? A year, two years? It's
2: about a, a year and a half, two years. Yeah, I think um, we all got to the point where we're we're definitely going different directions within music, and uh, I think our decision was to remain friends. And it's like maybe. maybe we just don't need to do music together. Yeah, and, and it was rad because that's that's when I came back to Hurley, and like eventually, that's when I I was able to become graciously become um, the design director there, and like and a lot of right off the bat. Or? No, not right off the bat. Yeah. Like there's there's so a lot of you, work.
0: Did you have to come crawling back, or did you like they're like hey? Bro. No,
2: someone asked. Someone randomly asked me to come back. Like they're like hey like. Hey, like 'Cause I was doing electrical on the side, like in between like touring and stuff because you still gotta make money, right? Yeah. And and somebody was just like, Hey, do you wanna do like hat tech pack tech packs? I'm like it was John Crawford, like he used to work at Ruka for a while, but um, Is that Bill
1: now? Is he? Yeah, Johnny. Is that the <laughs> one we saw this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like
2: and it,
3: yeah. <laughs> he's been a- anyways
2: yeah like i got the opportunity to come back and i didn't ask for it i didn't really want to come back and the biggest part of me leaving the company for the band was a lot more complicated than me coming back it had nothing to do with my um what i was doing there's just like a different guard that came in just people that got brought in that it they had their own people. They had their own mind shift, and I'm like, dude, you know what? Like, right now, it's probably my best choice to go play music, and yeah. it worked out. <laughs> yeah. And those those people were gone by the time I came back. But,
0: but you gotta know when to kick out sometimes, and then yeah, drop back in. Yeah, that's that's just or the, 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 closeout. The,
2: <laughs> the yeah, yeah. Why you guys keep pulling me into a closeout, bro? <laughs> No, like that, no, but that's the biggest thing I've learned is it's just like you know, what? like take everything in stride, like yeah. don't rush it, like seek advice, like pray, like like ask for guidance, yeah. like whoever you pray to, I I pray to to the Lord Jesus, but like, yeah. you know, like but ask for guidance, you know, like because a lot of people don't, and and you know what, my life is a testimony for to someone. Who didn't figure it out, who got really messed up, who couldn't put all the pieces together, but someone helped, helped someone helped me do that yeah. and
0: well you've put yourself in all these positions that you have to figure out the solution
1: yeah, and, to, and it doesn't do your travels. I do that, you. yeah. well a lot of it doesn't. You, you until you you know, you've gone through all that at the time it's just chaos and it's kinda like I'm lost and all this doesn't know and what but it it eventually opens up doors and then and yeah. late later it, it, it all comes to fruition. and like all of that was for a reason, all those trials and tribulations and all that hard work and all those crazy decisions put you where you're at now. Yeah. You wouldn't be where you're at
0: now without having gone gone through that. No, absolutely. You know? so you but go, it's hard to You, you go know. back to Hurley you start doing hats, tech packs for hats, mm-hmm. then then what
2: happened? Then it just things started falling in place. Like like I need to apply myself, my skill set, and and have people you started like, turning
1: sevens into ten, London.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go from seven <laughs> to ten, bruh. Well, no but that's that was during the time where like Roger Wyatt was just like this is a seven this isn't like, you know, like, and when you're, and when you're still like young, you know, it's like, you're like scared to death of that. And, but like, but like when, but when you actually like hit that and like, you're like, like why the F was I trying to hit that for a old guy from England? Like, you know, like, like, why can I do that for myself? Yeah. You know, like that's, that's the big thing. It's like, like, it's like a lot, a lot of people are just like, they need people to push them. They need people to like drive them. They need people to encourage them. And they need people. To, they need people to tell them that they're doing a terrible job.
3: Yeah. They do,
2: yeah. like. But the thing is, it's like, you know, rise up, step yeah. it up, like, like well, I, do it I for like yourself.
0: The, the harsh kind of critique, but in a po- you know, in a in a positive way. It's, it's when he's this, when that Bruce guy said, translate it. The way you would into innovation that yeah. that's Early.
1: the piece you got to take out yeah. of context and versus
0: the seven versus the ten versus yeah. do what but that's you do what is cool and sell it and, and yeah. you know but you took a step back from being like the bottoms guy because to me correct me if i'm wrong the bottoms category is way more important than the hats right yeah. Mm. No. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No. Bigger it Well, financially they can be pretty equidistant, yeah. but hats are the number one selling thing in all businesses yeah. hmm. for the most part. Like revenue driving, like t-shirts might be more. T's
1: yeah. hat, hat, and hats are close one and two depending on the season and. and whatever.
2: We can
1: edit that yeah. part out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I think it's T-shirts, then woven's.
0: Yeah, well, you we can add, we, we, we can
2: edit that part out too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. So so you 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 start excelling in the hats, and then you start taking over other categories, like. Yeah, I'm
2: I'm back in business, I'm like, and it was it's it was, Grace it was just people give me opportunities and that's that's challenges when too, you know? and like epic challenges yeah. like if you don't get challenged like you're like no girl yeah you're not you're screwed like
1: but you're in a you're you're in a tight group a design group and yeah you got all these designers for specific categories but you're all feeding off each other you're all seeing the wins at that that cat you know that category that designers having, you know so i'm sure you're getting a lot of inspiration a lot of like good feedback of, you know, camaraderie slash, like, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, cohesiveness, you
0: know, that's what a brand needs. And yeah. then it's group. No, it so, does. Like, so, and we're back. So the milestones.
2: Yeah. So the milestones of, uh, just working through the corporate construct, One of the, one of the biggest ones that I can remember is there was this guy named Tyson and he had a full meltdown at work, full meltdown, mental.
1: And and Tyson works in design?
2: He actually started working for Hobie when Hurley owned Hobie and, um, Kind of got in over his head a little bit, and someone said him. He couldn't. He couldn't take the pressure.
1: What do you know about pressure? Was he? He was under pressure for sure. (laughs) Was he the design director? He was the
2: design director at the time. He was just not worthy. Like it was. It was just. It was just bad for every. It was bad for everyone. Like it's like. It's like, dude. Like you shouldn't be in this position. You're not the right person. Blah blah blah. So anyway, someone sends him an email. And they're like, like, how's the outerwear tech packs coming along? Like, how's like are we gonna hit our dates or whatever? And he has a full meltdown. Like, full meltdown. Throws his computer. Wow. And the
0: in the, he office. And in. In he the was, office.
2: Yeah. He was. Throws his computer.
0: <laughs> in his office. In the office.
2: Yeah, Jay, Jay hit the nail on the head, but but it took a long time. But yeah, yeah, so he so it was more of like like I'm at my desk and I threw my computer. But the thing that happened was it—he just hit the right spot on the computer to make that thing malfunction. It's like, zzz, 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 zzz. and Chris Hurley sit sat next to him at the time, yeah, who's a really reserved dude. He's, he's he's pretty he's super mellow. I love Chris. Whoa, bro. Yeah, wait, but no, he just out. no. What Chris? Chris just like stands up and walks out
1: <laughs> no part
2: of and then, so then like everything it just keeps unfolding and unfolding. and like so suddenly like he's outside like just having a rant and a rave and um some other people close to me like i don't think they want to be like divulged in the situation we're just like dude he's a danger to himself and others i'm like definitely to others and I'm like, check out this photo. And like the night before, he was shooting a bow and arrow, which we had from like a JoJo Whitmarsh, like leftover, like set into Rosie Rosie's head. If you remember Rosie, she's our old model. Like, and like she had this giant, like, fit. Yeah. And he's just like shooting a bow and arrow into it. Like, and I happened to be there, like, yeah, like. And like I happen to be there like filming and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this guy's a psychopath. So anyways, like he committed um, corporate suicide that moment and he gets let go and I'm just like, like, oh, finally my moment. But like every... Person like in senior leadership was not my moment <laughs> Like
1: literally you, you, you weren't the, the name coming at the top of their tongue. oh no like but amazing.
2: they had no name too like that like it was I'm just like so but them, like right? i had like i had encouragement from like so some of my peers like like ryan and ryan and whatever like there's a lot of people that were really encouraging encouraging me and like i'm just like i don't know if i can like back up like a guy that was shooting a crossbow into someone's head. Like, and so anyways, like it worked out, I got the job and that's how, that's how it all started. But it was the most. So
1: without, without, before getting the job, was there like a reconciliation of like, you know, people like, Hey, we got to cover that category and that tech pack for the outerwear. What, like, how did that, because you, you still got to go to market. You still have, like, deadlines. Yeah. Like, who filled in and who helped? Just what? everybody. Were you learning all the other we had aspects? To, we had to figure it out. You had to figure it out. Everybody yeah. contributed. Are you, out. At that
2: point, I, I, like, I learned a lot of the aspects. Like, it's, I, like I'm still learning. Yeah. Like, I still don't know all the aspects, you know? But...
0: You, were you... How many years back <laughs> into early?
2: It was a couple... It was several years, like okay. it was Like, I want to say that was... 2014, maybe. Yes. Okay. So,
0: So. pretty much back in the saddle and learning, being in the design room with everybody yeah. for a couple of years, kind of getting a feel for everything how, and how everything works. Yeah, I already,
2: well, I already, I already knew how, kind of how everything worked. Yeah. I was just, I've, I, I've always been a bystander of just like, like, oh, that sucks. That sucks. And everyone's like, that sucks. Like, you know, like, it's like, well, how is this going to market if everything sucks? You know, like, and that's, that's kind of how the business was being run. Like it was led to people who made decisions that were not the right decisions that actually didn't have the compass to tell, like, if, if this doesn't suck and this sucks, they didn't know where it was pointing, like, yeah. like literally, and they're like,
1: like but, do crisis but yeah but their
2: yeah but their compass was a different one yeah it's like okay here's the money yeah and it's we're gonna go this way here's the brand it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah and it like and that's the that's the thing that that was like was the raddest thing about hurley and the most embarrassing thing about hurley i loved working there
1: yeah
2: it like was identity do- yeah, it was an identity crisis for sure. Yeah. Right? Like, did you guys, like, at any point At any point in time where you're just like, Hurley's the S-H-I-T, like, I'm going to wear it. Like, were you just, like, literally, like, was was there ever a point in time I, where you I were think just the like,
1: first, like. For me, three, no. three years, based on, like, what the team they put together right at the beginning when they broke off from Billabong and in the, the marketing and they went heavy to skate and music and sort of. There was a time where you're like, fuck, I'm a fan,
0: you know? Yeah. I was a fan of the marketing. And, and never I was fan a fan of, of, the of what they're
1: doing, the people that we all knew that worked there and everything. But yeah. I think, you know, over the next decade plus, it just was kind of more of an identity crisis and,
0: and you know, just swaying.
1: And that was my, and I, I think a lot of people kind of have that, you know.
0: Well, it was like the perfect Nike brand yeah. to me of a surf brand
2: sure tell right. me tell me what like explain it
0: uh the, the whole like innovation part of it using uh, tech like fabrics yeah, and pushing yeah. the it was like a hadn't. jockey less surfy quicksilver billable mm. is that yeah that yeah. makes sense yeah but trust me like for me all the other things that I've learned that Hurley was doing on on like Sidebars of, of becoming a jockey surf brand. And yeah, they're doing other cool shit, and that that, that was unbeknownst to me. Yeah, and know? that didn't get
1: highlighted like it should have because that was where the core would have resonated versus the mainstream appeal and what they were going after. But there there, there could have been a better balance of all the killer shit they were doing. Yeah, that Abs- wasn't absolutely. highlighted because it was overshadowed by the Nike point of view.
2: Or, or the basic umbrella of what we gotta like put our marketing box into. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I...
1: But, but again, that Nike, mainstream, and that money gave you a lot of, you know, a lot of money to do other cool shit. It just absolutely. It just got overshadowed. So, or didn't get highlighted it like it should have a lot of yeah. times. Yeah.
0: So, going back to you, how did, did you have to interview to get that head? global designing job
2: I had to interview to get the design job like the director job
0: who'd you interview with
2: um
0: Nike people
2: no yeah I, well he worked for Nike because he's the CEO but um Roger no it wasn't, Roger was gone at this point um I can't remember his name he he was the former CEO of uh Seth no, 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 he was the he was the former CEO of North Face.
0: North Face.
2: North Face. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, that oh, is. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah
2: exactly. That's awesome. where their logos are. North oh. Face. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's like. Oh huh, 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 huh. yeah, you <laughs> <us>? yeah. <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> Cherry Chase. Yeah, favorite movie. So, so, so yeah, they, I can quote the whole. I <laughs> <one. laughs> can quote the whole movie. You
1: know what? I'm gonna put that on the reel next time. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have to edit. No, so this is freaking epic. So, yeah.
0: so you you get the job, Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> right. You get the job.
2: Yeah, I'm back on the job. Yeah.
0: And you're like, what was the salary bump?
2: Um. They <laughs> hired me at almost the same price, and then and then then a like. Once I figured out how everything works, I'm like, "Yeah, like this isn't gonna work." Like, so they, and that's that's the best gave you part the title, of it.
0: But no, no compensation at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't give you a bump in your pay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that I'm sure that didn't sit well with you because I mean, dude.
2: No. So yeah, it was super hard. Like you're you're coming in like you left the company, you're coming back to the company. You're like, like, Oh sweet. I'm lateral. Yeah. And like lateral could be actually like a good thing in, cer- in certain, certain circumstances. Yeah. But, yeah. but for me, it's just like, it's like, Hey, you know what? Like my trajectory with everything I've been wanting to do with my life and where like, I've always pointed myself and like directed like my, my work and what I'm doing is, is up. It's not lateral. I'm not, I'm not trying to get coastal on this. Like yeah. I'm going to the mountains, you know, like, so that, that was, that was definitely hard. And, and I think through that process, like things started to like, I don't know, equate or evaluate or just like equalize a little bit. And then, and then the hardest thing to do is, is, is to get a raise in a company that you're working with, you can, like, you're you're screwed, dude. Like, no matter what. Yeah. But, but if you like leave a company and come back in, or if you leave a company, go to another company, like
0: it's always a bump up. Yeah,
1: usually. Yeah.
0: Because. Absolutely.
1: It, unless it's, you're getting some other sort of benefits, you know, like which is still well, a bump but, up, you
0: know. Yeah. The um, the title is so much bigger. And the responsibilities there's so much more, so obviously the pay has to reflect that. And so, tell us like, how is that transition, and how is the learning pains of like being the boss of global design? A
2: hmm.
1: lot more headaches. Yeah. A <laughs> lot more people. No, yeah.
2: Happen. Number one, you you stop designing.
1: And yeah. you have, you have a
2: ton of ideas, but you stop designing.
1: So your favorite number was, that's a three, four, or five, or was it a six, seven, eight? You know, mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean. Like yeah, you were yeah. now that guy calling out the numbers to yeah. everybody presenting you stuff, right? Absolutely. And yeah. you had to critique everybody else. Yeah. And hopefully you're critiquing them in a positive way based on the experience you had yeah. back when you were in their position.
2: Yeah. So for me, so for me, that that critique would come from a lifetime of experience and hopefully not critique. Hopefully it'd be like building. Like hopefully uh, like it's like hopefully it'd be like
1: positive reinforcement with a little
2: tweak. Yeah. But like, you, you, like, you know, who like are, are some of the, the best designers, the worst designers, the people that need help, the people that need, um, little bit of work that you know like it's it's like a garden and it's like some some plants are stronger than others but at the same time everyone needs nourishing and like the most horrible thing is like a lot of people don't get that yeah. and they won't and they never will but
0: you're, it's, you're in charge of cutting uh, but yeah
2: but yeah but, but I I'm in I'm also in charge of like a lot of people's destinies a lot of people's futures and um, which is which is rad it's it's like such a privilege but at the same time it's like such it's a cr- it's a, such curse. a curse yeah, yeah. so yeah. so like it's
1: I can only imagine you really helping out some people where then it benefits them and they take all the credit and they don't like you know (laughs) say hey I help you know, like it's it's a delicate situation on how to read people based on, you know, what they need, but also the outcome from helping people might not be what
0: you're expecting either. So check
1: like that that's gonna be tough.
0: Coach you're a coach. (laughs) You're a coach, but you're like And a trainer. A trainer, but like it's so different from coaching like sports. And a parent. He's a dad. Oh, hey, go back he's to coaching. He's dad. <laughs> like telling somebody to design something, right? Yeah. And like looking at numbers, because that I mean, you're designing for the numbers, right? No. Yes, you are. No, not. Lark. They're they're designing to get numbers. Ten percent of, of it is yeah in, you know innovation and, and whatever, but the rest of the line yeah. is more commercial, right? For sure. So when I say that you're designing to the numbers, yes, you are designing to the numbers, right? I I would disagree. Global design director, tell me what what was your? You design
1: in the numbers, your 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 brand's going to be boring and just and and irrelative if you design towards aspiration and what you should be and where the market's going to be and then balancing out those moneymakers is where the sweet
2: spot is. But we also shifted from like your employees and the people that you are, are working with. Like that's, that's like the biggest thing for me. It's like, I've never had like a quote unquote flock of people like, you know, like, and like having like so many amazing designers and people, artists, that have worked for me and, and also having to be the hatchet man for, for, for it's certain. It's not funny, but yeah. I'm, I'm laughing. No, it's, it no, it's, tough. yeah, I yeah. do. I, I really have to laugh. Job. You have to laugh about it, but like, but like, that's, that's a big thing. I just wanted to like close that out before we go into the numbers thing. Yeah. But like, that's, that part is effed because you know what, you can have the most creative person that is, so effed up from the night before that's staring at a blank screen that can't put his shit together and and everyone's just questioning why he's even here and like, like that guy's actually one of the best designers yeah. but down the road you <laughs> you have to fire him yeah not because of me you know like that's that's the thing like I got put into a position where it it took a lot of it. Just it's just like a pillow be beneath the gun, you know. Like yes. like the more pillows we add, like the less anybody can hear it, you know. Less it gets back to me, yeah. and and that's I don't know. Like that's that's the thing. Like I love all my bosses, directors, like everyone I've worked with. I'm so grateful, but I'm also like like bummed <laughs> like having to fire Carson. walk you know like like yeah. like that's a specific person like i'm bummed about like having to do stuff like that and i was the hatchet man you know <laughs> like, i don't so you're, like you're i'm right. just you're sorry the i'm just yeah on, the, on,
1: the, no, on that side of it and, and that's that's business, you yeah. know, and that's being having the title, like Lyndon said earlier. Like you, there's or, a lot of responsibility. Yeah, you're yeah global design director, and yeah. So it's the end next of question. The day, you sign off on everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you need. So to what's be, the next
2: question?
0: Yeah. So in, so back team? to the back to like because you're in charge of all departments: accessories, bottoms, fucking polos, t-shirts, right? You you, you have sure. to you have yeah. to like approve every design campaign or whatever you want to call it yeah so absolutely that's such a, a fucking <laughs> responsibility you know because I've seen other design directors and seen what they have to go through and like you said it, it's because you you want innovation and you want like A standout product that kind of you put your flag in, Mm -hmm. and you like that's the apex, you know, yeah, the apex style that we all market around, and it's the top of the pyramid and it flows down to the bottom. But you need 10% of that, and like 80%, 90% of all the dumb, dumb shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I'm saying, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean, well,
2: yeah. Okay, go.
1: Ninety ten is a little extreme, but for sure. Twenty.
2: That's like that's 20. a full mullet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, full mullet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I'm, I'm, you know, you've been on both sides of the coin, working in in house as a, you know, sales manager. What side of the coin are you on? Yeah, I I'm in sales. <laughs> I'm an I'm, I'm an independent outside sales rep. For who? Make whoever. the logo
0: bigger. Is his no? But I love it's like, that song.
1: You know, the, you know the balance is like you know, we. I get paid on commission, so yeah. what sells, not what doesn't sell. What return, you know, gets returned. You know, it's all just.
2: So what would you, what would you so, want? You'd want something that's going to sell a shit ton, and and like tons of units, so you can make your quota, right? And, and, or your paycheck, or whatever. Yes. Like literally, but, but, like, but also. You're not doing this for like patriotic, like. No,
1: no, no, but 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 um.
2: It's a business. It
1: is a business. But I also want a job in two, five, or 10 years with the same company, hopefully. Yes, so yeah. we need to have those- Innovation. Innovation, we gotta have those- Trends. Trend. Trend. You, you know, there's there's yeah. you gotta be edgy, you gotta have that new look, you gotta be ahead of the curve, you know? Mm-hmm. And that sometimes sacrifices a little bit of sales, you know? And like Linda mentioned earlier, everybody kind of bites and copies and stuff, so it's like, you know, there's a a fine line between being too forward and not reaping the benefits and then everybody catching up and setting it as a a real trend and and that, mark, you know, there's that year or two gap or, you know, it used to be six months to a 12, you know, now it's a little bit longer because of lead times, but you got to have those staples and and it all comes down to, you know, what kind of, um, you know, support system financially that you could buy into those staples, you know, yeah. And, and and balance out the cool guys. You know, there
2: it's very delicate. So what's what do you think the answer to that question is? As far as what Lyndon
1: fucking said, bro. What? I, ninety ten is. I no, think drastic. 90, no, that's when, not. not, like that's, a, not that's not the answer. That's
2: not the answer. The answer is authenticity. Yeah. And Boom. that's that. No, it is like oh. like if you like, and that it doesn't matter, like the ninety ten or whatever, like. Well. Oh. But the thing is, authenticity, what's that going to do? If you're authentic to yourself, yeah. you're authentic to your brand, if you're authentic to your story, yeah. if you're authentic to the life you're living, yeah. what what are the results of that? It, yeah. they're, they're probably going to be like, they're going to be multiples. It's not going to be like some crappy, like, like oh, I got the ninety no. ten, You know, like, and the authenticity Yeah, and that's is, why I
1: don't like throwing numbers out of when it comes down to... Point.
0: Yeah, like we can end that, that is the uh, argument with with authenticity. Yeah. And, and it is because authenticity can mean sixty forty. It can mean ten ninety. For sure, it all depends if what you're designing. It can.
2: It, it could be. It could be failure.
3: Yeah. It can.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean.
2: If you believe 100%, it. One hundred percent. Like. No.
1: You know. So I I didn't mean it in regards to like if we're breaking down. Numbers specifically versus, like, the marketing and the authenticity of staying true to your roots. and. No, yeah, I'm like, like I'm not even saying
2: of, to the roots. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it was just like a blanket statement. No, for sure. But, like, I thought you would understand it. No,
1: we, we are 100% behind. And we preach it all the time. Yeah. On relevance and authenticity and staying yeah. true to
0: your yeah. message. Because... It's okay okay to change on trend but staying true to what you're about. Yeah. In in all honesty, right? The best brands since the dawn of time, they're known for a couple pieces, right? They're staple pieces, Mm -hmm. right? And every brand's aspiration... Chuck Taylor. (laughs) Chuck Taylor. Every brand's aspiration is to have an evergreen staple product, right? But you want to be... Innovative and authentic to your brand, and create new trends that are authentic to your brand. Yeah. So people will accept it. Right? No,
2: absolutely. Like uh, I wasn't challenging you that. But no, no,
0: no. no, We love it. We that, love. But like the the
2: best part of like uh, like going back to what we originally started talking about before yeah. we was like bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Design. Yeah. So it's like the thing that like flip the switch was like everyone getting behind like getting behind the bottoms you know yeah uh no it's just it's just like hey we have a good idea we're gonna do this and everyone do it yeah and that's like it doesn't matter what type of product product it is it doesn't matter who designed it 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 the thing is it's like hey is it is it a rad product is it is it doing something is it great is it something that like you would actually want to give to a friend is it something that like like you don't have to be a rock climber to wear this you know like is it i don't know like if i never sailed before could i put this on my boat
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i mean that's the Brand identities is like what? What's your niche, and what are you yeah, going man. after? Are you a, a, a bottoms brand, or you're an accessories brand, or your hat brand? Yeah. And then there's lifestyle I, brands. I'm you like, know, that kind of play in a lot of different categories. But there's been really successful brands that are narrow for one category, and there's really successful successful brands that are really broad. Yeah. And it's like you don't always to, start out that way, but you know you can evolve that way, or you could stay in your own lane. It doesn't matter. And there's I'm trying a lot to of highlight
0: how important a global design director position is, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of the most important jobs in a clothing brand. No. If, if not the most important job, right? Because no. you are steering the ship of the, 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 the brand's look and feel, you know? No. The marketing is very important too, but if you don't have the product, you don't have shit. Like no you know and if you're not authentically making product that fits your brand like you said it's all about authenticity yeah and, but just to, to drive and steer a huge ship like Hurley under the the, the Nike corporate umbrella umbrella of yeah. Nike yeah you know and you you were the head of a lot of you were global has design director for how many years
2: like three to five I don't, yeah. mean, I don't even know no
0: that's pretty commendable that yeah. you did that for for so long
2: right yeah the, i had i had great people next to me doing, yeah. like doing it with me but like what what you're saying nail on the head is it's like yeah you do have this huge responsibility you have a lot of things that can totally make you amazing or totally screw you yeah Including employees, yeah. including oh, yeah, like you,
1: you've got to have the right people under you that help assist your vision, yeah. direction, but they yeah. can also perform their duties. Yeah, like that's a delicate
0: like. Well, it's heavy relationships. Because, no, it is,
2: like for sure. Dude, here's
0: here's what uh what I think you your success, why you you have success because you you have an eye for design you have the hands on knowledge of design, right? And also you you you've traveled and He's the, a risk taker. Yeah. Hmm. The, the traveling make, has made you especially in these difficult parts of the world has made you resilient and, and hitting a wall, you know how to get around it. Right yeah. And always the
1: the guys a eh, camel (laughs) you know like shit this guy has how what's
0: camel taste like bro
2: carnitas (laughs) carnitas really (laughs) it is it's like carnitas unless it's like really old like then it's like like chewy from dragon like chewy
0: yeah okay so Hurley three five years more
2: wait Uh yeah
1: so and when then, you, yeah, so that second reign, you become you know global design director until 2018,
2: 19. Whenever yeah, whenever we all got fired, like I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it all depended. I <laughs> it was guess, nineteen right? yeah nineteen some, yeah.
1: Some got to stay on as a consultant or uh, freelance designers. Like some people. Is that they still there? Me, right?
2: like, yeah. Um, well. Yeah. Like the. Uh, I think the most hurt, hurtful conversation I had within that echelon of what we're talking about was, was when the most douchiest douchebag of the company not our company yeah. came up to me he's like hey I need to talk to you and you know, he just like, lays it all out and he's like yeah we want to keep on X Y and Z he's like do you understand that? I'm like yeah cool He's like, you know what this means, right? I'm like You don't need me? I'm like I'm like what <laughs> Yeah You want to hear it from him. No, I like I like already knew what it meant. Yeah, you like, yeah, it. yeah, I already knew I was gonna get like up. Yeah. Um uh, But he's just he's like it's like yeah. He's like <laughs> You are not needed. And like that's like the most damaging like thing from I don't know, like but it also like when it comes from that place of like, it's like someone like <laughs> spitting at you from the gutter, like, yeah. like, like telling you that, like, Hey, you know what you're, you don't belong on the balcony or yeah. something like whatever, hey, whatever it is. Hey, I don't even know hey, what like hey, a hey, good analogy it, is. It is.
1: Company is so valuable that we actually wanted to buy it, but yet like you're fired
2: because we don't need you. That's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, is it is it 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 it's heavy. It still yeah. is. Yeah. And it's did like, you, you know, it's you see it
0: coming or?
2: Yeah. 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 So you,
1: you kind of expected... on the wall for the most employees, right? Like people knew like, oh, shit.
2: Well, Nike knew it was coming like six months before the shutdown. So, yeah, yeah it's, that's, that's so pretty evident.
1: That, I mean, how did you take, take that knowing it was coming? Did you already have a backup plan? Were you already working on other things? Or were you just going to milk it and kind of see where it took you?
2: Uh, I was already working on other things i've always um tried to be a planner um the biggest thing that I was working on was not getting my severance Cut. severanced yeah so like yeah because i was i was a global design yeah. director, so i like i could like if if something I did wrong like I could lose everything in a second like yeah. And it, that's probably actually not true, but, but like that's, that's that was the in the back of my head. Yeah. And that's and, what people tell you. And it handicaps you. Like yeah. it, it just makes you feel like you're not, Yeah, you can't do this. You can't do that. And that's, that's how the brand started. Like that's how Ola canvas started was like, you know what? We're handcuffed right now. That was before COVID and like the whole thing. But like I did have a handcuff on it. So that's why we started with board bags and, and then we moved on from board bags to like, it's like, okay, what are we really good at? What am I really good at? It's like, it's it's making bottoms. Like it's, yeah. it's like, and so the last, yeah. So can we, last, can we yeah. talk
1: about how the name came about in your vision of like starting a new, a new your own brand? Because, yeah. you know, here you are an artist and, and Canvas is kind of like, uh, something you work on but yeah canvas is a very you know, prolific prolific like fabric that yeah. is used throughout textiles so in, in surfing and yeah. nautical Everything. sailing so, yeah it's all over the place yeah so you know you had this marinating
2: yeah so how it all started was me and my cousin Eric who is the co-founder of the brand um, Eric Sheehan uh, we I was on my sabbatical from Nike and we were in Spain, and Wow
1: what he was, a very lackluster, like adventure. Spain, you're on a sabbatical. and You go to Spain? Well, I had, Spain, two, I had two. I had
2: two kids. <laughs> oh,
0: all right, all right. I took, him to, I, took I did take
2: them to Morocco <laughs> after that, like, which was a nightmare because one was teething. Like, like, yeah, that's okay. like.
1: The, yeah, rub yeah, let's, let's some whiskey
2: on it. You're getting home. Um, yeah, none. Yeah, not in Morocco. What's, <laughs> what is whiskey? Uh, anyway, so so, so so yeah, so we're so home. so me and Eric are in Spain with my whole family, and and we just had a moment. Like he was he was going through some changes in his life, and and I've always sought for more. And so, anyways, we have we have a meeting. We're like we're in. um can't remember the name of the restaurant but
1: but you guys conceptualized
2: we can yeah we conceptualize the, the idea because at the time i was still working for nike hurley and i'm like you know what i'm legally not allowed to make clothing like right now <laughs> yeah no, was, i think that was 2017 so i'm like i can't can't do it won't do it and just like, let's just come up with an idea. And so, like, later down the road, like, we, we were in the garage at my house when it was more of a think tank. And I just, like, have like had maps everywhere. And, like, my grandma had a beach house in El Moro, uh, Virginia. Hack. Um, she had this place where, like, we're trying to, like, oh, is it El Moro? Like, just, like, a bunch of dumb ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then my wife was just like, she's like, Well, what do you guys actually want to like la and and she's like, hola means wave, and I'm like canvas means canvas,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know
2: like because all I was allowed You're to make I, making it, but it's yeah, so but at, yeah, but at the time, yeah. the only thing I was allowed to make was bags because my like my like contract yeah like i couldn't I couldn't really do much much else than that." And so, so, anyways, like, so that's how it became Ola Canvas, and we, we all have a heritage within California and Mexico, and like, you know, like surfing,
0: sailing, yeah, surfing,
2: and 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 just like, I don't know, like the durability and dependability of like having and making something is like really important to me, and. I'm going to continually stride towards that finish line. There probably is no finish line, but, um, but that's what I want to do. Like I want to make stuff that people can have that people can wear. People can relate to, but at this, at, at the same time too, it's like, it's like, dude, when everything's like stripped away, it's like the, it's, it's about the moments. It's about these experiences. It's about surfing. It's about, traveling. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's like it's going to be the hardest thing we're ever going to be able to dictate to the younger de- generation because it's going to be a lot harder for them to do the stuff we did. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be harder for them to go the places we went. It's going to be harder for them to oh. play the music that we played. It's going to be harder for them to go to school.
1: But 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 now understanding you know, these last two and a half hours, three hours <laughs> that we've been talking on, like... Yeah, we're going to have to edit You these. know, not even. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> now that I've kind of sat here and resonated with what I see and what what the brand is about and hearing your story, I get it. Like, dude, you know, here you are a traveler. You're traveling, like, minimalist, you know? Not with a lot. Like, I don't need a lot. Like, I'm going to all these places. I just need some good, durable killer shit to travel in that's going to like wear and tear you know your background and where you're at and then incorporating that into a the canvas of what you're doing now mm-hmm. it's like less is more yeah. in, in 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 a sense but yet there's a, there's a, there's a lot more to the story than just you know paying a little bit more for something a little bit more durable it's it's the journey you're going to have within the product and mm-hmm. what you're going to do with it it's going to last stories upon stories within that person's life. You yep. know, I should be a fucking marketing guy. And, well, that and are, aren't you, aren't you a marketing guy? Right? guy?
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick,
2: real yeah. quick on that point, because you just sparked something that I haven't thought about in a long time. Uh, my really close friend, Josh, who has rescued me out of a lot of things. We've traveled together. We've yeah. been all the, all over the world together. And when a lot of stuff was coming to fruition, like Josh, like, like, what does it look like when? Because like we've we've been in like foreign places together. We've been with diplomats. We've been with presidents. We've like literally like, yeah. and it's like, what does it look like when you get off the plane? You go to the consulate, or,
1: or yeah,
2: or, whoever it is. The, per- the
1: Prominent, like yeah, yeah.
2: You're you're going you're going to you're going yeah you're going here and then you're going here, and then you can also get back on the boat. You know, like what is what does that product look like? That was like seven years ago or something. Like I still have the text somewhere, um, but he he's just like he's like you know what? Because I I've, I've been with him on almost every trip, and he's like you got to look good, you got to feel good, but the whole thing is like.
1: Traveling as a villain. Like,
2: but yeah, you like when you get out of the plane, like, you actually got effing look good. Like, that's that's no, like, beyond presentable. Like, like I've like, I'm going through this, all this stuff, like, working on, like, I'm literally trying to work on a book. Like, I'm terrible at it, but but I found this photo of Josh, Nate, and some really important person, a diplomat from the UK that I cannot name. Um, and and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, these, like, Josh and Nate, like, they look like they're in the CIA. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, you guys look fucking great. Edit that. I can't take that. Yeah. Uh, um, but, but yeah, but like, the, the whole thing behind it is, that's, that was kind of like part of the, inspiration the pros, of, the pros uh, yeah of of making the brand yeah. like well, Josh, totally is, Josh is part of it like yeah because
1: yeah. um, I'm going to pack a lot of granola bars and power bars and peanut butter and yeah. less clothes for your, sure yeah I, <laughs> in your butt yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> but if you could you know have killer shit that is doesn't need you know that could weather the travel and the storm no. and, the,
0: and the dirt and grind but look when, when people ask you like a canvas looks like or feels like I said yeah. it's, it's workwear with a nautical purpose yeah it's part like, of it oh I get it you know like yeah, yeah. It, I, I like remember when when you first saw like in the summer mm-hmm. and and what you were saying describing like guys getting off the plane and then walking with diplomats when Mike Henson and Robert August came yeah. off the plane they're wearing fucking suits and ties and shit. And yeah. You're just like,
1: yeah. Those dudes look fresh. But that yeah. era, that's what they wore. Now there's yeah. a new era and, yeah. and they need to be in a hole of, of canvas right now. That's right, Larson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get a and car and salesman. Right? But
2: yeah, the, the best part is we even get to chapter two, which there's 10 chapters, but no. Uh, but,
0: okay. Before I wanted to get that one story from you when you when that harbor master said you could take a, a boat remember that that's,
2: that's a long story dude. <laughs> yeah we
0: don't
2: have that much time yeah well Jay's gotta
0: go yeah dude it's only 418 yeah so we got we got a 20 minute story here
2: do you have 20 minutes 20 minutes yeah
0: okay <laughs> let's
2: go back in time
1: okay so Blessing, the blessings the story. blessings blessings
2: and kombucha yeah <laughs> Our
1: listeners are like, going to be like, what are you guys going to talk about? Like, yeah. Set the, up right now. Sorry,
2: sorry, listeners. You don't even know who I am. But um, <laughs> the setup is, okay, been going to Yemen for whew, about 10 years. Along those trips, we came into a free-for-all on a boat. We... Met the harbor master, harbor master's a friend, blah, blah, blah. Um, get a boat. And, and when you say
0: get a boat, charter a boat.
2: No, no. No, it's an abandoned boat that's in the Aden Harbor in Yemen where the USS Cole was bombed back in the 90s. Um, very this, sketchy area. Yeah, very sketchy area. If anyone, Pirates and shit. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're so near. That's why
1: they have a, a vacant boat that would get on.
2: They're new there. So anyways, the family that was sailing the boat, they came in from the Red Sea after being on the water for, I think, I don't know, two or three years. They were sailing around the world. They come in through the Red Sea, and they come into Aden Harbor, which is a rad, like, expat, um, beautiful harbor, like, full of, like, British, like, like, buildings. Like, there's even a miniature of of a clock tower, like the whole thing. So anyways, this, this family comes in, the Harbor master tells them that like, how, how the heck did you get in here? Um, you're, in
3: danger. You,
2: no, you just sailed through pirated waters. Like, cause I was like in the height of all the escalation of it. Um, so they get in there and so they, they abandoned the boat. And that's probably like 2011 maybe. And so anyways, the, the guy that ran the harbor who was also an expat that was from London town. Um, cool dude, can't say his name. He's just like, he's like, hey, you know what? There's there's three boats we're going to sink. But one of them you guys might want to consider if you want to actually do this trip that you guys have been talking about. And
0: so, it, we basically offered you a, a f- choice of boats,
2: yeah. Choice of boats like
0: cost you, <clears throat>
1: huh?
2: Cost you is it well, it costs us down the road, yeah. yeah. It was free, but free, yeah. Free is, is very you can afford free, it's like soon, yeah. It's like the word soon, like you, like you, you know, what like free, like what does that mean? So, so, anyways, we. We actually spent, the first time I went there to rescue the boat, after we've already gone there multiple times, um, we spent two weeks there. Uh, my wife, Christina, was, I think she was pregnant with Arlo. We already had one boy at the time, Levi. And, like, everything went wrong. Like, there was, there was a car bombing. Like Whoa. Like, just like literally it's like dramatic, like uh, yeah it was it was crazy and like, they went with you no they no, no my kids and wife weren't there oh, but, okay. but like they're at home and i'm i'm away on some random trip and Should just ca- causing causing strife within my relationship you yeah know? and um
1: so so you end up getting in the boat
3: Yeah,
2: it's a three-year story. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you, you're on time frame. Um, yeah, so we end up um, getting the boat. We, so we scraped the bottom. That was my job. The bottom of the boat was like a coral reef. There was angelfish, like, literally like a foot and a half long. And,
1: and what, kind of, what kind of boat was it, like a work fishing boat? No, it was a 45-foot
2: a f- no, was it it was like catch. So a catch is a double-mast sailboat. That has two mouths. It's it's like a it's like yeah. It's like sailing. It's like sailing a bathtub. (laughs) It was terrible. Like we didn't know that at the time. Like, but so anyways, like we do all this work. We spend two weeks there, and um, everything blows up in our face, including like car bombs, whatever. But um, it just didn't work out. And my wife at the time, she's like, "It's okay, babe." Like. We're like, like maybe it's just not God's timing, <laughs> like like, okay, cool, like so we packed it up, came home, and then I skipped the next trip, where a bunch of other friends went out there, worked on it, they got it tugged to Djibouti, and then the third trip, me and my buddy Josh, and one other guy, Maxwell. We sailed it from Djibouti to to Sudan. But like the whole like that whole story is like a book. Like Yeah. Like we it was went it through was, some crazy shit. It was effed. Yeah. Well, just I was supposed to be gone for nine days, like I was gone for thirty days.
0: Wow.
1: Well no. just trying to keep a boat from getting stolen or robbed if none if nobody's there and you guys are bouncing back and forth to fix it and work on it. Did, did you like that's got to exist? Did you yep. run into pirates?
2: No, we didn't, but we really <laughs> knew where they were,
1: yeah
2: we went through the like the the whole thing like the the biggest drama of the whole trip was i'm reading I'm reading a book at that time um I'll pull it up later. I'll give you a link, but it it's like a documentary of. Like that entire voyage from a nineteen, like fifties perspective, and this guy's smuggling hashish and all this stuff. But the 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 biggest thing that stood out in my mind was going through the gate of woes, the gate of sorrows, Babul Mundab, which which yeah, which is like the the space between Africa and and Asia and and that's that's when like all of like all hell broke loose and we like burned through all of our gas and i'm still like reading through this book and like oh the the seven brothers or like whatever like there's the like all the islands are the same from like ancient recordings and stuff but it's like we're out there and so at, at that point in the journey was when we were down to, I think, 25 liters of gas and <laughs> or diesel. And we had to make our way back or make our way to Sudan. Crazy. Nine,
1: nine,
2: like 900 plus miles.
1: So. I can't wait for your bug. No. Did you sail?
2: it just well we had to sail we we didn't have we didn't have (laughs) oars
0: so what should have taken nine days took 30 days is that what you're saying
2: well the trip yeah the trip that I told my wife was like hey I'll be gone for nine days we're gonna we're gonna sail this boat from Djibouti to Egypt no problem (laughs) and then right away like everything went wrong and it's like And we we only got to Sudan, like we got to Port Sudan, like we. What
0: were the trials and tribulations? What what was the uh, headwinds or like finding fuel? Well, the storm. Well, yeah,
2: the yeah the storm the storm like going into it was it wasn't like a full on storm. It was just headwinds of like thirty five to forty knots going through Bab el Mandeb and then. And then trying to find safe harbor through there, and we're already out of gas. And then um, at that time, the entire um, the entire area, like like the Arabian Peninsula and North Africa, were at odds a little bit. So
0: you didn't know where to go.
2: No, we we did know where to go, and they told us to f off, like wow. like literally with a machine gun to our face, like you know. It was,
1: Michigan always win. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. Yeah, All right, that's why Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not a laughing matter, but that's just...
2: That's when odd. we, that's when we had to figure out, like, okay, we're going to have to figure out how to sail to Eritrea.
1: Did, did you guys know, like, how tall your masses are and how hard, far off the coast you need to be to not be seen? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of...
2: That's only with um, Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, because they'll, they'll not
1: Somalia and they not really there. like you know, a lot of sketchy
2: areas. Not with not with Eritrea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? with Somalia, like we're like Djibouti is like French Somalia. Okay. So we're we're already there, and then we're we're moving towards like Eritrea and Sudan, but um, Eritrea is sketchy on its own, you know, like.
1: Yeah. All I know is I've been yeah. checking out the coastline. There's fucking got to be a lot of good waves over there. Yeah, I bet. yeah,
2: yeah. You know, Look like at
1: well Like there's like curvature of the coastline that looks fucking pretty amazing.
0: Yeah.
2: I think we're gonna have to yeah. have a part two.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we're, we're pretty deep. Take away from the the, the book your or books that you're coming out with or your story, you know, but Sorry. whatever you're able to share with us and our guests we'd be more willing to sit down again and yeah hear more because this is
2: fucking Let's do it. I got I've I have some I have some goals for for June so yeah. hopefully I can and, and, fulfill and we're here
1: to
0: promote everything you know right? yeah. we want to share your story because it's fucking mad. Thanks. So on top of Ola Canvas, you're still doing electrical work too right <laughs> you're just fucking you're a madman dude yeah yeah
1: three kids built these lights <laughs>
2: every one of them pretty yeah. much
0: well, awesome
2: dude
0: Lars gotta get the kids to fucking I'm, I'm a, my
1: nickname's dad too yeah but lars
2: what are you calling <laughs> late night
1: late, late night, night lars <laughs> Oh, Lars. I mean, his nickname is Dad too, because he's yeah. got a yeah. Yeah, I'm.
2: I'm um, are we? We're yeah.
0: gonna wrap it up, bro.
1: Wait, you don't want to do a little quick recap? Okay, our our this week surfer, drummer, artist, designer, entrepreneur. Ola the canvas. Go check it out.
0: Yeah, if you need it, call <laughs> Lyndon <Camellia.
1: laughs> <Not> 714-330-9995. Woo! <laughs> yeah,
0: LC. Dude, thank you.
1: And Andrew, Andrew, Dad, Hugh. Atkinson, yeah. peace. That that Bonsai Bowls, hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations, two
0: in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls, go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill, clean, healthy Mexican food. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker.
1: They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker
0: world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com Foo is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Foo Wax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.